Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Punk Till I Die podcast, home of, what is it, Insufferable Neil and Disinterested Tom. That's us, apparently. Yes, yes that's that's us, because we didn't, because we we'll weren't up. That, we'll get to that later. We'll, <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll okay. explain that joke later. But yes, yes, Insufferable Neil and Disinterested Tom. And actually, I think there is so, certain truth to that. What, the, do you want disinterested or I'm insufferable? Well, yes, yes. You yes, son yes. of bitches. <laughs> anyway, it's, it's, it's pretty funny, actually. We'll get to that in a minute. So, uh, so yeah, this is episode 204. Um, it's a big big one, long one, I think. It might be a bit long. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe. I don't know. You know, it, it's, I mean, sometimes we start and we have nothing to talk about and they end up being really long, so who knows. Yep. You know, I'm, I'm back in my pillow fortress of solitude. At some point, my wife will want to go to bed. Okay. I don't mean in a sexual way. She just want to go to sleep, and she'll have to kick me. You know, she won't want me podcasting. Okay, I can understand that. So anyway, yes, here we are. Um, Punk so, till I die seventy seven at Gmail, of course. If you have the guts to call us out on email, or uh, Punk till I die, uh, Facebook podcast Facebook group, yes, yeah, which we, uh, we picked we up. Return mess- we usually return messages eventually. Usually, it's not always from the uh, Jeff Clayton interview that I put up. Just yesterday, we're picking up listeners already and fo- likes on the Facebook group. So, uh, nice. I have a figure in that one. That one will get us over 800, I think, pretty soon. Nice. Probably tomorrow. So, yeah. You're sure they're not be... just new pick- people that just watched us at the show we went to the other night? And I guess. That we're just, yeah, that were just staring at us, apparently, but afraid to say anything. Uh, that's pretty <laughs> fucking weird. All right. So, yeah. So, that's cool, though. I, I enjoyed talking to Jeff. He was definitely a little different than a lot of people we have on. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah, but yeah, he was he was good, fun guy, nice guy. Yep. So, uh, hey, man, all our guests, you know, it's it's. I really think all our guests lately have been really really good. It's been a while since we've had like a you a, know, dud. a real a real bummer of a guest, and it will happen again. Well, who was and it? We, know it. Who, who was we don't it? need we don't need to name names, but it's been a long time. Who was it we were talking to over the weekend uh, when you were in town last weekend that we were describing the three guests that we didn't particularly care for? Who who was that? We, was that Scott we were talking to about that? Yeah, maybe or Jason, maybe or I don't remember. Yeah, I think maybe it was Scott. Yeah, but who did uh, we hang out with? Just Jason, I guess. Just Jason and. Well, we met a lot of people at the show. Yeah, I mean, that's Alan true. and a lot of people came up and said hello. Oh, Alan, yeah, we met. A... Yeah, yeah, but anyway. So, so yeah, we good. had a busy good week. Good to see everybody, we? man. Always fun to see the Chicago crew. You know, it's kind yeah. of a little. You know, I've got to know a handful of your friends and. I think I see him about as often as you do, and it's it's good. It's fun. <laughs> yeah. I, I might, well, here's, here's the problem recently, right? We've been recording on Mondays, and Mondays used to be the day I went to see Jason at the brewery. Uh, so uh, that's kind of thrown a spanner into that. So, in fact, he was going to well, come on tonight. Week, short week this week, right? Because we got yeah. Thanksgiving coming up. Thanksgiving, yeah. So he was actually going to come on tonight just to talk about the show on uh, Thursday. And, of course, what we're talking about is the Black Flag. So, SoCal punk invasion that we went to last Thursday f- fiasco. Um, so he was going to come on and talk about that a little bit, but uh, he was yeah, he's behind the bar tonight, so we couldn't. Ah, uh, so yeah. you say he got cold feet? No, I don't think so. I think he would have plenty to say. Actually, I think he had well, a really good funny. time, but you know. Well, listen, Jason will come into the story later, so yeah, he will. Oh, so, damn it. Well, it's it's funny actually. Why don't we start a little earlier than that? Because so you've been on a little bit of a roll of like uh, non-punk shows lately, and so you actually went to a show. I came down on Wednesday, but you went, or I'm sorry, I came down on Thursday. You went to a show on Wednesday. I did, and it was kind of bigger names, right? Why don't you tell us a little bit about that, or tell me a little bit about that? We talked about it a little, but I don't really know either of these bands very well. So it was, um, yeah. So it was. These bands were huge in the late 90s, early 2000s in England, and Suede is still pretty big. Um, so it was Manic Street Preachers, 
who had, I mean, according to the, uh, they, they couldn't get out of the English music press in the late 90s. They, everybody I know them. the name. I mean, yeah. the name means something to me. I don't know if I know a song, but I know the name. Um, the, the claim to, the famous thing was that their singer, original singer, committed suicide. Well, his body went missing. They have never found his body, basically, in the mid-90s, 95, I think, Richie Edwards. Hmm. Um, so anyway, so they played, and it was a double bill with Suede, or known over here as the London Suede. So... I mean, neither of these two bands tour. It's probably been 20, 25 years, I think, since they played the States, or at least Chicago. So I'm going to look it up. It was like two years ago, you watch. For them to be playing a double bill was pretty incredible. Well, no, because the guy from Manic Street Preachers was talking about playing the Metro, and that was mm. Rich, Richie was still alive, so that would have been before 95. Wow. Um, I don't know if that was the very last time they played, but I know it's been a while. But anyway, so mm. they were playing a double bill, double bill together, and they played at the Auditorium Theatre, which is one of those really nice theatres downtown. Um, you know, one that's made for, you know, Les Mis like, and oh, yeah, some of the opera and shit like that. So sure. that was a very different experience. Uh, it was it was awesome. It was a really, really good night. Uh, parked on the street, not too far from there, by uh, Columbia College. And uh, walked over, and I, for for a change, I wasn't the oldest one at the show, which was nice. Uh, there was a lot of people older than me We're there. Second oldest, dude. There was one guy who had three masks on. What the fuck is that about? Seriously, <laughs> if you're that sick, I'd say is stay home. The president, <laughs> stay home. He looked about as confused as the president, to be honest. Um, yeah, I just probably made somebody else upset then, our friend, our insufferable friend. Um, but yeah, no, it was awesome. So Manic Street Preachers came on first, and they're from Wales. So, which is interesting, because there's very few things that are famous that come from Wales, apart from Tom Jones. Uh, sheep shaggers, right? Mostly sheep shaggers. But the funny thing was, small world, right? So, uh, obviously, this is seated, you know, tiered seats, like any any real theater is. Boy, there's a theme for this theme for this show. Yeah, right. But this was Please a real... stay seated. This is a real theater, not a, not a make-believe theater. Uh, yeah. The guy in front of us had a Welsh flag, so I got talking to him. And he was from Wrexham, which is North Wales, which is half an hour from my house, basically. And his wife he was with was from Liverpool. So it was it was pretty ironic. Hmm. And um, when I go home, my brother takes me to a pub in Wrexham. So I asked him if he knew it. And yeah, he said he goes there every Sunday. So uh, <laughs> how can North Wales be a half hour from you? Wouldn't that be South Wales? I mean, you're in like the north part of England. Right. So that would be North Wales, right? South Wales would be the south part of England. That it's by, I mean Wales runs parallel to the oh, to England. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Top. Oh, you're, you're oh. thinking of Scotland, I think. Yeah, you're thinking ah. of Scotland. Yeah. I don't have my I don't have my UK map. <laughs> yes. Well, just think of yeah. Wales is a small blip that comes out uh, parallel to uh, England, right? So, mm. um, yeah. So right. Wales. So I Wales. Apologize is, for my ignorance. Well, that's no, that's fine. That's fine. Um, yeah. So North Wales, like I say, half hour away from me. So it was just weird that I mentioned mm. the pub and he knows it very well. So that was just kind of a small world that you happen to be sitting right in front of me at this gig in Chicago. You're just kind of Ooh. odd. So uh, anyway, my next three preachers played first, probably played 45 minutes. Uh, not high energy, but uh, they were still good. They actually played some songs from their first album, which was I didn't expect at all. And they do a cover That's one of the Dead uh, Singer. The first album had the Dead Singer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So this, yeah, the singing left a bit to be desired. But uh, they also do a cover of, uh, do you remember the, the theme tune for M.A.S.H.? Oh, yeah, Suicide is Painless. Yep, so they do a cover of Suicide is Painless. They changed it up a lot, but... Uh, wow. Yeah, but I assume that was 
Great, it, it, it is actually a great song. It is. And I assume it was something to do with the dead singer, right? I assume it was something to do with that. So, I guess. Um, but anyway, so they played for 45 minutes. They were good. And then Suede came on. Now, in between bands, I've never seen so many roadies on the stage. There was 40, I counted, there was 14 people on the stage changing wow. equipment. Yeah, it was what's crazy. The, uh, what's the size of the theater? A couple thousand? Uh, 4,000. Oh, wow. Big. Yeah, big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, it wasn't full. I'd say it was probably about two and a half thousand in there. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, 14 people helped to change between the bands. And because it was a big theater show, uh, it was done by probably 1030, which was which That's is pretty cool. good. But Suede were absolutely fantastic. Did I you was, make it all the way to the end? I did. Because Suede were amazing. What an amazing uh, front man Brett Anderson is. And uh, they were just awesome. They played that stuff from like every album. You know, and he was, the singer was totally energetic, totally into it. And, mm. uh, yeah, and it was just an awesome night. I had a, I had a great, great time. Um, Lydia brought a drink and it was like 16 bucks, but what are you going to do at a theater like this, right? <sighs> T-shirts were $45, I think. Ooh. And yeah, uh, they were selling signed vinyl, but I didn't even dare to go up and ask how much that was. <laughs> mm. So, uh, but anyway, it was a really good night. And it was fun to be downtown in that part, different part of town, you know, like the theater district or whatever, just off of Michigan Avenue. It's so, funny because you wouldn't, you weren't interested in joining us down there later, but we'll get to that, I guess. <laughs> yeah, we'll get, we'll get to that. Yeah. Yeah. Three gigs and three nights too much for me, my friend. Nah, you can do it. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. Yeah. It sounded like you guys had a, had a late night, but, uh, but yeah, yeah had, it was, we had, uh, we had every night was a late night. We did not, uh, we did not tap out at any point. So, yeah. So anyway, that was my, that was my fun Wednesday night. And, uh, I hope they come through town again at some point, but I don't think they will. I think this might be their, you know, could be the last chance to see them or something. Uh, but it was good. Yeah. It was good. good. Yeah. So So, uh, do you have, okay. So my songs are really apropos of nothing. Um, do you have a song inspired by that show that you want to play? I don't actually. Because I played I played a suede song last time, I and I don't want to make yeah. it I don't want to make it too post punky this show. So what's so. your uh, what are your songs? What uh, what's is there a loose theme for your songs? Are they all they're the kind of all about what we did on Thursday. Oh can, okay, because my songs are the last four records I got. So, um, I think you should play that first one because I've never even heard of that band before. I don't even know what I said. FYPM. Oh, FYPM. Oh, such a great song. All right. We'll play FYPM. They're called Fuck You, Pay Me. They're from Cleveland. Uh, Great hardcore band. Not around at the moment. I don't know if they'll ever be around again. But this is the – I just – I I, I feel like we've been kind of called out online. I felt like essentially what they were saying was that we were a couple of soft-ass punk pussies. Yeah, we'll get to that. (laughs) I I picked all hardcore songs. Okay. That none of you are gonna like. Actually, you should like this. is good. So this is this is Tony Urba singing for "Fuck You Pay Me" from Cleveland. FYPM. This is the title track from their second album. It's called "Public Disgrace." Fuck you! Turn the tide! 
That was Fuck You, Pay Me with uh, Public Disgrace. So w- what era are we talking about there? Like 20, 2010s? 20... I think they just broke up a couple years ago, yeah. Okay. He, right. they, the singer Tony Irvin has been around forever in the Cleveland hardcore scene. He's kind of a fixture. Everybody kind of knows who he is. Okay, cool. Yeah, maybe we can get him on sometime. Great voice, man. I, I really like that band, too. Uh, they they made three like records, all pretty short, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, I never had a chance to see them. They played a house show. Our friend Cole from the Lippies, who we had on pretty early on in the podcast, he used to live at a punk house or like a that were that was a venue, and they were supposed to play over there. And I think, and I, I missed it for some reason, hmm. but never got to see him. Okay, oh, well, they, used, they played in some stacked bills sometimes, but anyway, it doesn't matter. Anyway, F, F, FYPM, check them out. So, anyway, just going back to the suede thing again, if any of you are into want to try something a bit different than uh hardcore or whatever and want to try something but a bit more modern than Bauhaus or some kind of epic goth you know try uh try listening to a suede album uh, I think you might really like him that was is, we were listening to that in your car right we were yeah you, you that was thought, the one I said kind of sound like Brian B. like older Bowie older Bowie yeah yeah very yeah. much so yeah and the singer's very theatrical like that um so yeah it does sound a bit like that 70s uh you know mid 70s when Bowie was actually good uh mm. you know um, Come on, man! I like a little "Let's Dance." That was in the eighties. Oh, no, who was I talking to about that as well over the over the long weekend about Bowie? And he was agreeing with me. He had some. It wasn't Tin Machine. He had one of his later albums, Glass mm. Spider, I think he said. And he said it was absolutely fucking dreadful, and there was nobody there. So Tin, so. Tin Machine was a band. I think it was Reeves Gabriel's. I can't remember. And Hunt Sales, maybe or somebody. It was. It was. Like a super group, but they were cool. Their first, that first Tim Machine album was really good. It was like a hard rock album. It was good. Hmm. 
The second one, I didn't didn't do anything for me. It's it's, it's a weird phenomenon, right? When a band makes two albums and you really like the one and not the other, it's always hard to say if it's the band's fault or if you just you taste change when you only make an album every ten years. You know. Well, the thing with Bowie is as well, though he just changed with whatever was fashionable at yeah. the time, right? He would just completely change. So. I don't know if he changed what was fashionable as much as he changed what was fashionable. He was definitely a oh, listen to trend, you, <laughs> trendsetting kind of guy. Well, and I'm not the world's biggest Bowie fan, but I do I do respect what the guy did. I don't think that white I think that white uh, blue eyed soul. I don't think he was the one that invented that. He just he did. went he to it. it. You're right. It was uh, uh, Hall and Oates. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, so that was my Wednesday, and then you were coming into town on the Thursday. Yeah, uh, yeah. And well, and, and and there were many things about Thursday that weren't quite right. But in hindsight, <laughs> well, you're right. So Thursday was I, a complete I, weird by, fucking day. By Thursday morning at seven a.m., I was at work. Worked half a day till eleven. Came home, took a shower, left a little after noon my time, which is eleven your time, because there was this. We we're supposed to be facing the, uh, the blizzard of the century. The, yeah, the early, bl- the November blizzard of the century. Yeah, yes. and I'll tell you what, we did get a lot of snow, and it was pretty nasty. But our drive, we pretty much totally missed it. Okay. I mean, we just got very lucky, so we pretty much just missed the snow. So we got there pretty early. We got to, I mean, we were in Des Plaines, beautiful Des Plaines, by, oh, I don't know, maybe 3.30 or something, 3 o'clock, 3 o'clock or something. We were there pretty early. And when you say they, you're talking about or us, you're talking about you and Scott, Scott. You and your, your big buddy Scott. Yeah, I love yes, Scott. Yes, um, I, Yeah, yeah. I don't, that doesn't sound disinterested to me, Tom. You drove, uh, you drove, you know, 500 miles or whatever it was. That doesn't sound too disinterested. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> <so> you, <laughs> oh, I see where you're going with that. Okay. Yeah, 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 it's exactly. It's funny, we're doing the show just for one guy. Yeah. Is, this is whole show we're just doing for one guy's benefit. Yeah, yeah. No, it's just, it, it's just it's just funny, though, that someone would say that when you drove in from fucking Grand Rapids for this show. And he probably drove in, he probably took him like a half hour to get there. And you, yeah, you're the yeah. disinterested one. Yeah, okay. Um, well, the other thing I will, the other, well, no, we'll, we'll talk about it in a minute. But yeah, so, so I don't know. So Scott and I went over to a bar across kind of a, just down the way a little bit across the street it was called the beacon tap room or something like that and you know was it the beacon or something like that yeah. You met us over there. yeah the beacon the beacon tap or something like that so um just for those that obviously you don't know you don't know uh illinois at all des plains is about half hour due west of where i live so it's like a northwestern suburb uh pretty much a straight shot uh, famous for John Wayne Gacy. That's where he. That's where his ah. house was. Um, and as you, we should have went and tried to find that. So, and as you, as you said, it's t- very typical of all those uh, Chicago suburbs, right? Just endless just suburbs. Endless yeah. suburbs, low, flat, just kind of gray, and just kind of you know whatever, blah. But well, yes, um, where you the theater me. was though. Where the theater was, it was a nice, it was little, a nice little downtown, downtown yeah. area. Yeah, yes. it was. It was. So you you got in. And I didn't know what time you were going to get in, so I was just kind of hanging out all day. I was off. And uh, you let me know at like 3 o'clock or whatever that, that you were in already. So I started that drive down, and I met you at that bar at what? Like four, I don't know, 3 or 4 o'clock. or something? Yeah. yeah, maybe 4. Yeah. And uh, it was an all right Because we did place. it at a beating dinner there, too. It wasn't too bad. Yeah, it was a sp- yeah. just sports bar. It wasn't, wasn't yeah, bad. it wasn't bad. Yeah, it was, it was, it was a was sports bad. bar, but it wasn't like obnoxious. It wasn't, you know, BW3s or something. Well, there was obviously a lot of locals there. And then we saw a couple of, uh, a few punk folks started dragging yeah. in right that were clearly going wait, to the show. wait we had a, cu- a couple a punk couple sitting behind us neil i think it was older than you <laughs> that thing that's nice 
<laughs> I gave them stickers. Maybe they're listening. Yes, oh, nice punk couple. I can't remember your name. But... Yes, you're, you're not a thing. I'm sorry. Dude, I, I hand out my I've, I've been handing out like the stickers like it's just a sticker that doesn't say anything on it. But I, I hand them out like business cards. I was going to say, yeah, it's like a business card now, right? Yeah. Somebody comes up and starts to make a conversation. I reach in my pocket. But when I was hey, check if you like to listen to old guys talk nonsense about punk rock stuff, check this out. Yeah. Uh, so we sat there and we sat there. And it was good to see you guys again. I hadn't seen you in a while. Shut yep. the shit. We, yeah, it had been since uh, summer that we'd been down. So, yeah. Or I've been down, so it's been quite a while. Yeah, a few months. So, uh, yeah, we shot the shit. Uh, and then more and more people come in. Uh, Kenny, uh, one of my old skateboard buddies, Kenny Sadler, oh, came in right. with with his crew. We figured his name. Yeah, it was kind of nice. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> and let's see. So, but as We're drinking a bunch of beers, Gores. I mean, just, you know, yeah. kicking it. But as you all want to do, and, and I appreciate it, you decided this bar was kind of getting a bit dull, so we were going to go up to the one, the minor street tap that was clo- right by the venue, right? Cause I don't door- know if we did that just for convenience sake or what the, I don't know, I don't remember what the decision was. I don't remember making that decision single-handedly, but I might have. Yeah, um, and it was probably about a five, ten minute drive, right? up to No, the it was like one mile away, dude. Was it? Yeah. Huh, okay. We walked back to the hotel after the show. It's freaking freezing too. Ooh. Was your hotel right by that uh, that first? Pretty close to that bar? first bar. It was yeah. okay. All right, down the street a little bit. Maybe not quite as far away as that sports bar. Oh, that's right. Was... You know what it was? You know what it was? T. I had, didn't. I have to make a, a U turn and go around the block to find parking or some shit. Oh, it could be. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's right. That's right. We had to find parking. Yeah, because it was right by a metro station, right? That bar and yep. the venue was right by a metro station. Yep. Well, and then we did sneak into that other bar and have a couple drinks before the show. We did the Minor Street Tap, which I don't think... It was, it was interesting. So it was right next door to the venue, which yeah, was yeah. the Des Plaines Theater. And uh, as soon as we got by, there was like a, a bunch of like older punk rockers just like hanging around outside like complaining loudly yeah. about the venue well, and about the it, bar i don't right? know how old that guy was but this guy was like your quintessential like punk rocker right had like the red flannel pants and like the big mohawk you know what he looked like to me he looked like one of the ones from uh from like chips or from quincy md or something like, like an that. extra from a like an extra from a punk tv show yeah that's exactly what it looked like because he had all the he had all the basics covered and but it, he was it was. It's funny, you know, because he was pissed off about the situation that it was a seated venue. Yeah, that was his most important thing. Apparently, and he was very pissed off. And I, and the story picks up later. But yeah, so the, the theater itself, I must say, the theater is very nice. I remember you you just said something about Chicago. So it was at a real theater. Well, this was a very nice, probably a movie theater at one point. It was a movie theater. Yeah, it was a movie nicely theater. Nicely restored. It still had like the Greek Grecian statues and stuff. It was really very nice. It, it was fully restored. I. I Read an article about they spent six million bucks to restore this thing. All right. Well, you jump jumping ahead of yourself though, because I'm still at the bar. Oh, you're still at the bar. Sorry. Yeah. So there's, yeah. So there's this angry like uh, cut out punk rocker outside with DRI on this back of his jacket, which looked like it had been painted yesterday, which was interesting. Um, and <laughs> see, I'm being insufferable again. See that. You are. <laughs> it's kind of your thing. But then, good good news. So I so um, I was supposed to go with the girls. And uh, Laura got sick, and Lydia said she didn't want to go, or whatever. So I'd bought three tickets. I'd bought three front row. You know, I had two hundred bucks worth of tickets and bought to this thing. So um, I emailed my buddy Jason, you know, Jason the Brewery, and said, "Do you want to come?" So he's like, "Yeah, if you got a free ticket." So I did. So he showed up at that uh, Minor Street Tap or whatever. It was good to see him again, and uh, we had a couple of beers over there. And what time would it was? I think it started o'clock. at eight. Or was it seven? It was seven. It was seven o'clock. Yeah, it was seven o'clock. So okay. we wandered in there. At it seven. started a few minutes late, but yeah, you're right. It was like quarter to seven. It was pretty, pretty on schedule. So when we wandered in there, what was you? What was your first thought? 
when we first wandered um, in the door there. So, okay, so even though it's a fully seated theater, there was maybe, what, like 30 feet between the stage and the last row of, like, fixed seats? Oh, I was thinking I was thinking of more of when we very, very first strode in the venue. Because I was completely confused. It was chaotic. Well, I had a big, like a big foyer in the opening, a big and then foyer, you had to go yeah. through some more doors. And there was like a bar to the left and a bar to the right, and then oh, they were yeah, selling yeah, the merch right, to the right. right. And then there was yep. a bunch of people just milling about in the middle, and you couldn't even really see where the entrance to the actual venue was. Yeah, yeah, you could not see the stage walking in. It was yeah, you had to go through another door to get to the through a passageway. And there's like old ladies in like yellow jackets taking check. I, dude, tickets. I knew that was going to be the case. Whenever <laughs> you get these restored theaters, you always get these retired ushers. Like, you ever go to a minor league baseball game? Uh yeah, I it's all basically like Walmart greeters. I'm like, I'm like, oh, the security at this place is going to be all retired guys. They're going to be wearing bow ties. They're going to yeah. have to deal with all these stinky punks. Yeah, and that's what it was. And it really got, the whole night you had the feeling that these people that put the show on had no idea what they were letting themselves in for. You know, I knew they had no idea what they were putting themselves in for because they booked this tour. I did a written review. It's not published yet, but I, I like I knew it was on the wrong path when they booked this tour called the SoCal Punk Invasion. Not an amazing name for a tour, but an accurate name for a tour. Did you see what the name of the ticket was? No, I did not. It was Punk Fest. <laughs> punk Fest. I mean, yeah. it, once again, it sounds like something on a TV show where the punks are the bad guys, right? Yeah. <laughs> All these punks showing up for Punk Fest. Yes, yeah, it, it really was like we'd gone back to like in 1982 with Quincy, well, it was like, Quincy what MD. What marketing genius came up with that? Yeah. And I don't know. I, I I don't know. Maybe they thought. Maybe they figured. Oh, oh the locals will think it's a hoot. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. They'll come out and have a good time. Yeah. So all these wacky, all these wacky bands. Um. So when we eventually, so you went straight through, basically ignored the bars, even though I don't think I don't think Scott did. I think he got some more beers. But no, he got us beers. Eight eight dollars. Okay. Well, that's, that's not too bad, I guess. Uh, well, compared to my Friday night, yes, but that's all right. So you so you walked straight through, took a left, and then you were at the venue on the right, and it was a long sloped uh, like theater, just a regular theater, right? And yeah. you were right. There was fixed Downward. seating. Yeah, there was fixed seating, like starting what twenty feet back from the stage. Yeah, I'd say twenty to thirty feet because it was quite a few rows of. And then they had like. Yeah, chairs. these portable, like, lo- not lawn chairs, but portable, like, desk chairs or whatever. But they weren't, out. like, folding. Well, they were nice, but they weren't, like, folding chairs. No, they, they were, were, like, like wooden. Like, like a wedding reception or something. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's exactly what it was like. It was, like, wedding reception chairs. And they were just on the floor with, like, hand, hand-lettered, hand like, numbers on them. Oh, and no, no, not even tied together or anything. No. It was, just, a, it was a recipe for disaster. It was, it totally was. And, okay, and, okay, so when I bought my ticket for this, this was literally six months ago this was announced, right, if not more. Oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do, I'm gonna do a little I told you so on this, Neil, but you go ahead. No, you're, no, you're right. You're exactly right. But when it came up, um... I was like, oh, this is an all-seated venue, and I was taking the I was taking the girls, and I'm like, well, I should I'm gonna get front row if I can. I'm gonna get front row. It wasn't that much more expensive to get front row. There was three tiers of seating. It was sixty plus fees, fifty, and there was like two rows of sixty plus fees. Then there was like a few rows of fifty plus fees, and me being the practical Hollander that I am, I bought the first row after it switched to forty. And that was that was probably a good that was probably a good bet. So those were the ones that were stay, uh, nailed to the floor. Right? Yeah, was those. <laughs> yeah, so, exactly. Me and so I, I got and you could see and, and the honestly because it was an old theater, the sight lines were great. There was nowhere you couldn't see in there. Right. Um, however, because <laughs> I had oh, front, where you sat because I had front row. row. So me and Jason waddled up to the front, and the front row was literally six inches from the stage. 
So, so you're like getting a stiff neck. It was so, yeah. Total chaos come on first, and I am basically all I can do. I'm looking up at the bass player's crotch. That's basically, and I'll put up some photographs of it. I'm basically so close. I could. I it could is your favorite. It is your favorite view, though. <laughs> well, I have a bass player, you know, but uh, <laughs> and you but, love crotch, men's but, crotches. But, but I literally, I literally <laughs> couldn't see the stage. All I could really see. I mean, if I had to crane my neck, but all I could see, you know, it was, imagine how close, if you're at the movie theater, you never want to be in the front row, right? Because you can't no, see the fucking sucks. thing. You're craning your yeah. neck. So that's how this was. So immediately I was like, well, this was a mistake. But it was kind of funny that we were this close at, at a show. It was like nothing I'd ever been to before. It was right? like standing at the rail. And there was no barrier or anything. There was no security. No, they, that was it. That was it. There was well, the, six inches from the stage. And the that thing was me. is, when the tickets went on sale... Neil said, I'm getting front row. You said, I'm going to get front row seats. And I said, dude, there's no way you're going to buy your front row seat and then people are going to pack up in the front anyway and you're going to be in the 14th row and you're going to pay more money for it. I'm like, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. And I was – and I so – you were, so, no, you you were you were proved right, but I had no idea because I'd never been to this theater before. I had no idea that front row was actually going to be again, unless was, unless, Mich- unless uh, right. Mich- Michael Shanker comes back, right? Or uh, <laughs> right, um, but the I had no idea. Or I had no idea it was going to be six inches from the stage. I figured it was going to be you know ten feet from the stage, and you yeah, know, and, yeah, if, no, and, if, no, and know. if some punks came and like would you know uh, slamming at the front, even though I knew it would be an older crowd, I figured I could still stand up and I'd still stand be able to see. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. I no, didn't I know. I did <laughs> little did I was see the anarchy that was going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so did, should we play another song? Yeah, go ahead, play it. Yeah, you want me to play one? Go, go ahead. Um. Oh boy. I'd, you want me to play another one? Sure. Yeah. Go ahead. Like I said, my theme is just the last four records I bought. Okay. So, um, this is a. Chicago band, actually. Vic Bondi is the singer. He was the former singer of Articles of Faith. He sure was, yep. Great hardcore band that Neil and I both like. And even though he's a commie, man, I love his music. And uh, I love Dead Ending. I'm pretty sure this song is about Trump, but I'm not sure. But it's a great song. It's called, this is Dead Ending. It's called All the Villains You Call Boss. It's off Dead Ending 3, their third EP. So, All the Villains You Call Boss. In your loss 
Alright, that was Dead Ending with all the villains you call boss. He's uh, an angry man, and I like it. Are they all from Chicago, or is it just Vic Bondi that's from Chicago? Uh, it's Vic Bondi, and I think one of the guys from Rise Against. I think it's still all Chicago guys. I don't know if they really play much. Or if they're even just I don't even know if Vic Bondi even lives in Chicago anymore. That's I mean, true. That's where he got well, he's star. like a college professor, right? I don't know where at. Yeah, he was the angriest front man I've ever seen when I saw Articles of Faith. The one time I saw Articles of Faith, he was so it. angry in, so the, good. In, in the faces of the crowd. Uh, I was actually fucking hell. I was I was taken aback. Really? Yeah. Huh. Of course, it was only played twenty people there, so <laughs> it was a bit <laughs> he, threatening. He was literally going to beat up everyone. Else. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I remember him being very intense in the American Hardcore movie. Yes, that documentary and, movie. Yeah, and I think he's and, in that. What's that Chicago one too? Because mostly them and the effigies had a big had a big fucking yeah, had a uh, big rivalry. As, yeah. as the effigies were sort of painted as a right wing band, even though I don't know that they were at all. And the effigies were very left-wing, or I'm sorry, the uh, articles, articles of, faith. of faith were very left-wing man. Yeah, it's funny. Very right-wing makes a very different thing these days, doesn't it? Yeah, I suppose. I suppose. Well, anything anything slightly to the right of Chairman Mao now is considered <laughs> right-wing. Yeah. I mean, the effigies, they never sang about anything political. They just had shaved heads and uh, yeah. suspenders and stuff, you know, like a well, skinhead. Well, I, I, I don't know anything about any, any of the personal beefs of Chicago in 1984, but... Um, well, but I would like to find out. Um, so 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 the funny thing about okay so back to the back to the show back the to the funny, fiasco the funny thing is the guy out front bitching was the first one up front right um i think or it looked very much like him the guy had i mean it really was like a chips uh type punk and i say that because he had a little red mohawk but he also had a, a headband on like the punks would always have on back in those like tv shows <laughs> So he was wearing like a bandana, but not around, real life around his yeah. head. It was it was very interesting. Um, but there but was anyway. a lone man starts dancing. Yeah, so there's this, hardly so, any room. Like you were saying, there's hardly any room between the front row and the stage. So like, this so this was total room chaos. For people to walk. That's it. Yeah, total chaos is on the stage by this time. Yep. And uh, and yet he dives down the front. And okay, so my seat was on the front row, but it was on the far right. Way to the right, yeah. And some people were on the far left, so there's no one sitting in the middle. And that would have been interesting if they had been. Because he starts just throwing, picking up the chairs and throwing them to the Well, side. he's just kind of like dancing back and forth at first. Yep. And then, yeah, he starts moving the chairs. Yep. And, and then, a, what, a couple people join him? Well, okay, so the first time he did it, one of the, one of the two bouncers said, stop. And he nodded, and then he gave me a high five, and he gave Jason a high five, and then the music started again, and the singer said something about this is so fucking weird, you know, it's with, yeah. with all these chairs yeah, yeah. up front. So and we've then, been doing this for thirty two years. We've never played a venue where you didn't sit down. And then, like a few more, like four or five more people came up front and threw more chairs around, and then that was like the floodgates opened. And a ton more, well, like 20 more people came down and started by this yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, that's probably fair. Maybe 15, 20 people. And the bouncers were just standing there like, what do we do now? They were completely nonplussed. The bouncers had there no idea what to do. three of them. Yeah. Total. Yeah. And they were older. They were not big muscle guys. So at this point, I was just like, oh, fuck this. this I could see how this was going. So I'm going to fuck this. I said to Jason, well, let's move. So we moved back at first to some of the bolted seats on the right-hand side, like the front row. Sure. And, uh, and funnily enough, we ran into the singer from, uh, we used to be in Deals Gone Bad. Now he's in the Crombies. So we were talking to him for a while. Uh, uh, which was, yeah, which was which was kind of interesting. And uh so that by this time there was a there was a you know a thrash a, a pit going on at the front right to total chaos uh who i thought were f- fucking horrible but uh you liked them right i didn't mind them no i thought they were pretty decent 
I mean, it was they like they had a beautiful. Did you notice they had a beautiful graphic behind them? Like I have a picture. I got a couple pictures of them. Yeah, they had, they had like a beautiful the banner behind them. Yes, they did. And the singer because was this place some... is a theater, so they had like a screen. I mean, not like a movie screen, but they had a nice. This place had the ability to do production value. I, well, I assume they take that on the road with them. I'm assuming that wasn't a thing that the the venue did. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. They took it on the road one, but I noticed they had one and TSOL had one, but Dickies didn't have anything. No, the Dickies didn't have shit. <laughs> Black like had like a psychedelic freaking like a oh, fuck that. I got yeah. a Davida thing going on. Yeah, fucking annoying. <laughs> so totally so chaos. Didn't really so care it, for them. I mean, they're they're definitely kind of like you know exploited. Like you said, conflict, that kind of thing. It's it not was, something it, you it, want to listen to an hour of, but they're good for like half hour, 40 minutes. I mean, it was very shouty and it was very, yes, um, very but it was, it, I mean, I find that a little bit embarrassing to tell you the truth when, no, if they'd have been 20 years old, I could have taken it. But like you told me, they formed in like the late 80s and they're probably all yeah. in their 40s. For, so for them to be shouting about uh, the stuff yeah, they're they shouting about. It's, at least pushing 50 at least probably in their 50s i mean it's but, a it's a fucking tad embarrassing to see some of the you know stuff what do you want to do sell out neil <laughs> i disagree <laughs> they're staying true to their 90 street punk values uh i don't know i'm betting none of them are living in the gutter just looking at them especially those gray vinyl pants that the singer was wearing that was uh that was quite delightful There's some money in that band i'm sorry there is um but anyway so I have no idea. I know that the singer ran a record label called SOS Records that used to put a lot of street punk stuff. Well, Mike Weinberg says he's a very nice guy. So yeah, I, yeah, and know, I trust I'm... Mike's. I trust Mike's judgment over your assessment of his pants. <laughs> I'm just saying it was kind You're of embarrassing for, for them to be singing meal. about being uh, being homeless and in the gutter and stuff. I just thought that was a bit trite. I couldn't understand anything they were singing about. <laughs> I just enjoyed them. I know. I just looked at some of the titles on one of the albums once. I was like, oh, yeah, well, it does yeah. get a little cliche, doesn't it? Yeah, a little, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, so then they wander off, and by this time, all the seats. By this time, the bouncers have given up. So yeah, yeah. Total chaos. Seats, total chaos. Finish. The bouncers just start picking up the chairs and moving them. <laughs> they fucking gave up. They so, surrendered. So at that, yeah. So at that point, there was I don't know, maybe a hundred people up front. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. It was more I mean, like it was pretty packed in there. Yeah. Maybe maybe a little more than it was packed down front. It's funny. We had our seats, and we sat down, and we Scott and I had our seats. We were on right on the edge. Got the old man seats, the easy to get up and piss seats, you know, right in the edge of the middle. Easy to get up to go to the bar seats is what yeah, you mean. Yeah, that too. <laughs> well, and we sat down in our row. There was just the two at the end. So we're sitting there. It was just so squished in. But the row behind us didn't have anybody. So we just backed up a row. And we're sitting like porno theater style, you know, like a seat between us. And uh, and then who shows up? Who shows up but me and Jason? Because we, yeah. we were tired of sitting over on the left. And we could see, yeah, you know what? It's so funny, Tom. You and You and Scott... You can pick you guys out anywhere because it's like a couple of thumbs sticking. <laughs> well, you say that, but I took some pictures and I'm looking in the crowd. I'm like, oh my gosh, look at all those big bald guys. Uh, there was, yeah, there, I mean, there was there was a few, but you you know, you guys are, are pretty memorable. So uh, I came I, like o- I came so. over and uh, we came over and sat by you guys just because 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 by this point, all sense of any kind of ticket numbers or seat numbers yeah. that had gone up. In, it was just it was a free for all, you know. Yeah. Well, and, and, you know, and so we were down there for, so Total Chaos probably played, I don't know, 30, 40 minutes. Not, not terrible long. <laughs> Felt like two hours to me. <laughs> and then uh, TSOL came out. Now, have you seen TSOL or no, Neil? I, I you know, what? I, I'd have to look back at one of some of the Riot Fests things I've been to when, oh, when I was at the Congress. Okay, you're not for sure. So I might, I, I think I might've seen him at that first Congress Riot Fest, but I, I can't, uh, I can't remember. So I'm a pretty big fan of that band. I like them a lot, actually. And uh, what did you think of it? I really enjoy them. I don't know. I know all the songs, of course. I don't. I don't know if you do or not, but I thought they were good. 
fun. Um, I knew a lot of the songs that they played. They played them fast. Um, and it was it's funny. Jack just had this big shit eating grin on his yeah, face the whole time. Like, dude, I think he's the happiest man on the earth when he plays music. Either that, or he was looking at this busted ass theater and he could not believe that they. No, he's always like that. Oh, he, he always is? just has a big grin, and he's he wears like these giant suits. He's a big, big man. He's probably six two, six three at least, and he's got to be three hundred plus pounds. Just a big dude, you know. Yeah, a big dude. Just stalks around the stage and spits out the words, and he's he's good though. It's it's uh, so they only had it was only him and Ron Emery, the guitar original guitar player this time because the bass player I guess was sick, so they only had half the original lineup. But um, by this by based on the bands that played, that's a lot. Um, based on the other bands, to have fifty percent of your lineup intact is impressive. They didn't seem to play for very long, right? They played for what? Like they probably played like 35, 40 minutes. Thirty-five too. minutes. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they they played ten songs. Yeah, um, they finished off with Code Blue. I know that. Of course. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Um, even though I didn't recognize it at first, because again, they played it faster than the record. So instead of being kind of gothy, it was it was more punky. I know they gothy, opened with but... uh, uh, "Sound of Laughter," yeah. great one. Played "Dance with Me," some of the gothier stuff, and yeah. they played three songs from their newest album, which is about five years old. Oh, interesting. Okay, yeah, which yeah. was because well, that album had was real keyboard heavy, like kind of like some of their early stuff, and they obviously they didn't have a keyboard player with them. So I, I I very much enjoyed TSOL. I don't remember. Was there much of a mosh pit at the front for them or not? Uh, I think even from the end of Total Chaos, it was pretty much constant. It was it was it was kind of interesting because when the bands a, were playing, it yeah. was an interesting crowd, right? So there was some older people there, obviously. Yep. There was some. It must have been an all ages show because it looked some like there teenagers. was some. Yeah, it yep. looked like there were some twelve year olds there who were at their first punk show, and uh, with a grandpa. Yeah. It, and it seemed like they were, some of them were just intent on doing a circle pit, no matter what band was on. Yeah, like and it was yeah, like, it's funny because like the Dickies really aren't a moshing band, right? No, they're not. But they do that every show now. Every punk show, it's like that. I don't know. <laughs> Once again, it's like punk cosplay, right? Yeah. Who, who's the Who's the uh, Who's the comedian? The uh, ginger haired comedian who does all the sight gags, all the. Because was a Carrot- guy that looked like him there. Carrot Top. Carrot Top. There was. A, did you see the, see the guy that looked like Carrot Top in the crowd? No. He was in the mosh pit the whole night. <laughs> no, I missed that. He had like he had like shoulder length red hair. And like huh. some like hippie tie dye T shirt, it was just completely random. You think that's the guy who said we were sitting in the back? <laughs> that would be fucking hysterical. The carrot top, dude. yes, because we didn't join in with carrot top in the yeah. in the in the, uh, in the lame ass circle pit. So yeah, TSOL. So, so the interesting too, and I, I don't know if I mentioned it at the time, but if you look at all the promotional stuff, it was Black Flag, TSOL, Dickies, uh, Total Cast. Total Chaos. So it was kind of a nice surprise. As much as I love TSOL, it was a nice surprise that Dickies did get that later set where they could play a little longer. They probably yep. played eh, closer to 45 minutes, I'd imagine. Yeah, and they played uh, – yeah, the Dickies came on, and they looked exactly the same as usual. Stan Lee, he must have just have his stage outfit. He must have three of those. Yeah, he is the ageless wonder because yeah. Leonard looks quite a bit older to me. Yes. He has haircut. You know, and still look good though. Still look fine. Didn't look like he was a death's door because wasn't he having health scare for a while? Didn't they say they, they weren't, weren't going to play much longer or something? I have no idea. They are talking about retirement. I know that. Yeah. And uh, they're they are playing rebellion next year. But uh, I mean, so, they've been at it forty five years, dude. So they opened up with Knights in White Satin, which yep. was interesting. Um, obviously, that Moody Blues cover for those that yep. don't know, and uh, they did all everything. You would expect, really, you know, give it back a whole bunch of uh, 
a whole bunch of songs from the first. Oh, well, from both their classic first, first and second album, albums, yeah. right? Yeah. Is it Trisha, they did? Um, Trisha Toyota. They did. They did the one new single, the Gary Glitter one. Well, that's not. That's not. Well, the interesting thing is they didn't do the newest. But that's pretty new, right? Um, Gary Glitter one was played the beginning of the year. Well, that's pretty new. So that's for like a band nine, that hasn't put out a full length in twenty years. Nine months ago. Um, but yeah, because the new one is Blink One Eighty Three, and I'm actually going to play that. Um, when we get done talking about the Dickies. So, uh, so yeah, so they did all the regular shenanigans, right? He had his, uh, well, he didn't do the, he didn't do the Stuart, uh, hand yeah, he didn't do if Stuart could talk. I was a little disappointed with the big penis hand, but yeah, uh, maybe the, uh, what, what was that fucking band that yelled at him at Riot Fest or whatever it was? Or it's, uh, oh, War on Warp, Women, Warp Tour, War on Women, those stupid cunts, War on um, Good Music, yeah. So they didn't do that, but he, he he brought his other stuff. He brought the blow up doll on for water slide. He had yep. the uh, he had the doggy puppet for doggy do. Yep, he wears snorkeling mask for the water slide and yes, yep. his blow up doll. Yeah, and it was a there was another one. He was wearing a a mask. Oh yeah, you drive me ape. He had the uh, ape, like he had the mask, ape yes. mask on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and with all the gestures and stuff. So it was full on shenanigans. He's the, a prop comedian, much in the much in the vein of carrot top. Carrot top, maybe that's why carrot top was there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Suing them for stealing his act. Yeah, um, the band so, the band sounded great. They were they yeah. were really on key. And that drummer, man, I have to give props to that drummer. The drummer, oh, yeah, the bow tie. Yeah, the drummer looked like Pee Wee Herman. It looked like someone straight out of the nineteen fifties. He was wearing like a white shirt, white button up, with like a with like a red bow tie, and red suspenders. Uh, he looked like Pee Wee Herman. It was. He, <laughs> it was he was cr- sitting in such a spot that almost every good picture I got, he was there. Yeah, I mean, you know, he he looked he looked awesome. And, uh, it was, uh, so it was your first time seeing the Dickies. It was, it was, I've always, for maybe your only, maybe your only time ever seen the Dickies. Yeah. And the funny thing is my, my buddies in England, uh, Mark Vose, Mark, hey Vose and, uh, and Carl, if Carl's listening to this too, um, the first show they ever went to was like a week before my first show. So my first show was a Buzzcocks, Liverpool Empire, October 78, the Jam played Liverpool Empire like a week before, and opening up was the Dickies. Mm. So they saw the Dickies, yeah, it would have been right after the first album, I guess. So, yeah, Chuck Wagon was probably still with them and stuff. But uh, it's just funny that, yeah, that was, geez, what is that, 22, 44 years ago that they saw them. But uh, it was my first time seeing them. So. Yikes. Yes. But it was, yeah, it was, it was fun. I they were great. They were, they were I think, them. by far the best band of the night. The funny thing was they didn't play that new single that only just came out on Cleopatra like two or three weeks ago. Were they? And they weren't selling them either, were they? No, there was there was no, at least none that I saw, there was no vinyl on sale at all that I saw. Unless Total Chaos had some, but yeah, like Black Flag, much like the Dead Boys situation, well, it wasn't quite that lame, but they had like one long sleeve t-shirt, maybe like two t-shirts, right? It was pretty limited selection. Yeah, it seems like Greg Ginn just can't be I guess he must be independently wealthy and doesn't care about making when money. When anymore. I saw him a few years ago, they were selling like a lot of like the album cover T-shirts, like My War. And yeah, yeah. So they had like you get like a Baby Blue My War, you maybe get like a red slip it in or something slip like it, that. Yeah, would, yeah, yeah. I would think that stuff would sell like hotcakes. So that crowd, it would have done because it seemed like a lot of the people there. And this is no disrespect, but it seemed it like a lot little, of the people there. A little disrespect. <laughs> yes, here's me being. Uh, it <laughs> goes to two shows in two days insufferable again but it seemed yeah. like a lot of those people some of the people that were there they hadn't been to a show in 25 years or like they'd been frozen yeah, in a fucking yeah. blend in the freezer and they would just be let out for this show 
But you never, you never know. You know, sometimes you get talking to some of these geezers. You're like, oh yeah, we went to Rebellion, went to Part of Our Bowling, went to, you know. So it's, it's. But yeah, some of them definitely. My point being, though, Tom, and I was, I was kind of trying to make this point about that MXPX show you went to on Friday night. Yeah. How come we never see these people at any of the punk rock shows at Reggie's? Or any of the smaller venues. Yeah, I don't know if you. Yeah, I don't know if they're I mean, scared to go don't. to Reggie's or if they don't know what's going on at Reggie's. Or I mean, do they only come out for these really, really big shows? Because I mean, Reggie's has really big show. Shows. You know, was there five hundred people at this thing? Well, you know what I mean. Five hundred people at this thing. Bigger bands, I guess. I mean, you know what I, I mean. Guess. Like bands from back in the day. You know, because um, you said MXPX was packed on Friday, right? Well, and yeah. So yeah, and it it really is. It really is makes you blows your mind that. MXPX and and they were very good. I enjoyed them very much. But they they're drawing twice, three times many people's black flag. Uh, or or how many more? I mean, the queers played the small side of Reggie's for God's sakes. I yeah. Mean, how, how? I just don't get it. I just do not get it. But anyway. well, and you know, obviously, you know, the amount of time you've been in the game doesn't guarantee you anything. But it is sort of it is strange. You know, we've talked about this ad nauseum, so I don't want to do it too much. But yeah, you see these festivals where it's like. You know, Pennywise plays after the Circle Jerks. Like, what's going on? Right, right. Maybe Pennywise is a bad example because they've been around for like 30 years. But, you know, some of these newer bands, right? the billing just makes you scratch your head. But I guess influence isn't the same as popularity at the end of the day, right? Well, the funny thing is as well, I didn't see some of those people that we saw, you know, because it was some of them, like we said. Again, they were full on out of chips in the 80s. That's the that's the punk style that they had. But we didn't well, see and any we don't of those... go to a lot of shows like this. So maybe that's why we don't see those guys. But we didn't. Well, my point was going to be we didn't see them at seven seconds. Circle jerks. You know what I mean? I, mean, I, I, I didn't. Look, I refused to look behind me at that show. I, so I just well, I they would have been in the pit. God damn it! Because you wouldn't be uh, insufferable well, it, and that, uninterested. Well, is it, is it that? Is it the uh, total chaos crowd? Or I mean, they, is that just their crowd? Like, or are they from the suburbs and they don't go into the city for shows? Maybe that's what it is. Uh, maybe. I mean, you have to come into the city for shows. I mean, how many people are at the Dead Boys? Because we certainly didn't see any of those people at the Dead Boys show out of Brow House. Well, yeah, and that was even further out, right? But Dead Boys probably drew four or five. They probably both drew maybe like 400 Four or 500, yeah. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say that. Four or 500, yeah. Um, I think there was probably more people at the Dead Boys show than the Black Flag show, but it was it's comparable, I would say. Anyway, so between bands... We were, um, we yeah, because we saw a lot of people we know there. Uh, yeah. So we were we were having a good time. You know, you guys, we were all drinking, obviously, and, uh, you know, commiserating, handing out stickers. You know, I was stickering up the bathroom a little bit. And, <laughs> no, d- you didn't buy any merch, right? I didn't. I wanted to buy the sign, the poster. Yeah, the Dickies had a sign. Oh, there was a, there was a, a flyer for the gig. And the it Dickies, was pretty cool looking. Yeah, yeah, it was it was pretty cool looking. And Dickies had all had, the bands on it. Yeah, the Dickies had signed it. So, um that was the only thing that I wanted. So I went out, I think after TSOL. And did you I, go? To, did you put it in your car, or what'd you do that? No, I put it in my back pocket. I rolled it up and put it in my back okay. pocket. Um, but the funny thing was, the bass player from Total Chaos was standing next to the guy that was selling me the poster, and he said, "Would you want this guy to sign it too?" And it would have been too fucking rude for me to go. No. Well, I mean, and so. plus, plus, you had spent literally ten minutes just. Just staring, staring at his, his crotch. crotch. Yes. You not to have him yes. sign it. 
And actually, I did speak to him a little bit, and he, he seemed like a, he seemed like a nice, genuine guy. But uh, yeah, his signature did not belong on that poster. You don't think it brought any value to the your Dickies poster? <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, well, he was, he, I was, he was I the was guy that had buy, punks. I was going to buy the unsigned one. I wasn't even going to buy the unsigned one. I, the unsigned was like ten bucks. I think it was like thirty signed. Yeah, it was like thirty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there was That's a guy. Cool. There was a fucking guy next to me. I think I told you guys this the next day. But there was a guy next to me trying to bargain them down on. Well, how about yeah, if I yeah. buy two? Well, how yeah. about if I buy three? Can I get three for 75? Well, it's like, shut the fuck up. Well, here's what I would want to do. How about 20 for just Stanley and Leonard? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> and the funny thing was. That bass player, the kind of short, stocky, kind of muscly bass player, I'm pretty sure he was with him when I saw him in the early 90s. Yeah, he might have been with him for a while, for sure. Yeah. And even the drummer, they said, has been there for like 11 years. It took me about a, it took me about two hours the next day trying to figure out which, whose signature was which, and if I'd been ripped off completely. But ah, I know. did, I did figure it out. I did figure it out. All signed end. by the roadie, every single one of them. But um, anyway, you know, the, so, the the band that had the most merch was Total Chaos, right? Uh, yeah, they, uh, that's fun. Yeah, the anti capitalists. Yeah. <laughs> well, <it's> just <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, that's what I was trying to say, man. That's what I'm trying to say about that. Well, you know what it is before. though; they have the rights to all their stuff. Yeah, like like TSOL can't sell records. Black Flag could. I don't know why they don't, but I, like you said, I don't, who Craig, who knows of the inner workings of Greg Greg Ginn's brain? Right, for sure. All right. Why don't you play a Dickie song, yo? Yeah, I'm going to play. So this is the new single. Came out uh, just a few weeks ago on uh, Cleopatra, and it's really good, which even though it probably cost 15 bucks because it's Cleopatra. Um, yeah, 15, 20 bucks for seven. If they'd been selling them there, I would have bought one. But uh, anyway, this yeah, is... Yeah, I, I probably would have too. So this is a song called Blink 183 from the Dickies.
there you go blink 183 from the dickies and that's classic dickies too i like that gary glitter song they played uh i don't really like that one so much but uh this blink 183 song it's classic it's classic uh leonard i mean it's his, his voice mm. is fucking great in it so and it's short it's it's really good <laughs> so should we get to the elephant in the room oh boy yeah oh so, shoot i just I just got a text. I just got a text message from Greg Ginn, cease and desist. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, no doubt. Well, um, so by this time, I'd done my. I was. I was. I. I can't keep up with Tom and everybody drinking. I. I just can't. Because uh, the good thing about Jason, Jason can. Jason's a drinker, and so is Tom. Yes, and Scott, we knew obviously. it was on. Now he started later than us because we had started like three or four in the afternoon. But when we met before the show at maybe like six o'clock or whatever, he was on. He was like shot in a beer. Yep. And he wanted to catch up. Yeah. So Jason, if just a reminder to put into perspective, our very first sponsor ever for an episode was Illuminated Brew Works. Yes, sir. And Jason is the I don't know if he's a sole proprietor or is he a partner. There's like three 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 partners, I okay. believe. Yeah. But he's one of the and he's a mover and shaker. He delivers the beer. He's a hardworking guy who works behind the bar of Illuminated Brewers. Yep. But he's also not afraid to drink cheap beer with the rest of us. So <laughs> That's true enough, man. That's true enough. So yeah, I, I can't keep up with the guy. I can't keep up with you. I don't even try. Um so well, wait, we kind of knew. I mean, I kind of knew Black Flag were going to be terrible, but um, so they came on. There was like Rent a Drummer and Rent a Bass Player, right? I don't know who these two guys were. No, I have no idea. Well, actually, the funny thing was, I mean, they Doesn't were they, they were on the stage tuning up, actually. It was like they hadn't had a chance to uh, to sound oh, check or anything. Neil, the, the, this, I think they did this last time I saw them, too. This is how they start their shows. They get up there, they like tune up, and then they start doing this freeform jam. Oh, Jesus, like Spinal Tap. And then eventually it becomes a song. In this case, it was Can't Decide, later later era. Yeah, a good, uh, what is it, eight-minute-long song? That's a great way to start the set. Well, with the jam, yeah. And it was... Uh... So the three of but them... It was, it was kind of weird because it was like you weren't really sure if they were starting or not. So the which th- yeah, is, if they were, oh yeah, if they were just if they were just sound checking or something. Yeah, but I think right. that's how they do it. That's just their thing. That's like their... It's, it's interesting, I guess. I'll give them that. That's probably the way the Grateful Dead used to do it. Um, probably. So Greg Ginn at this point was the only guy that we knew that was that was on stage. No idea who the drummer well, Mike, was. Well, we all know who Mike Vallejo is. Well, yeah, is. but I was going to say, they, 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 those three started, and Mike V didn't come on stage for like five minutes because those guys were doing their long instrumental jam. And then Mike V shows up, and Mike V is in full. And for those that don't know, he was a professional skateboarder, a really good one, really aggro. Um, but he comes on doing his best henry rollins impression yeah. right he does the crouch he's got the crouch like if you ever watch rollins in those like uh especially in like 85 shaved head he shaved yep, his shaved head, head again so he was really and he was really down but now i'm like for a second i was like oh this might be actually really good until they launched into the songs and the songs were just they were playing them like i wouldn't say half speed but they were playing them slow and there was just like no intensity in it at all it was just. Well, it was what, just. I mean, that, that, that was my feeling anyway. What What did you think well, of it? Well, they just. It, it might have been a little slow, but yeah, Mike V is the least of the problem. Mike V does a pretty good job. I mean, it is a little, a bit of a Henry Rollins impression, I think, but he can do the Keith Moore songs. He can do the. He can do the. Uh, you know, the Dez songs. He can do them all. He does fine. But Black Flag. But they they they're like a punk jam band. Yeah. Like early on. Uh, uh, Ron Emery from TSOL comes out, and they're just doing this extended 
jam. And I don't, and it's not like a virtuoso jam. It's like a monotone sort of thuddy, repetitious sort of jam, right? Like Grateful Dead aggro. And it's just, it's, and, and, you know, it's like, you'd rather just hear a couple more great songs. And so then, I mean, they, they brought out all the guitars from the opening bands for these extended jams. And it was just like, what are we doing here, dudes? And, and what, whatever, you know, it's, it's, once again, as I said in my written review, it's Greg Ginn's world. We're just living it. He can do whatever he wants, but it's just like... I don't expect us to enjoy it. We don't have to enjoy it just because well, he's on stage, though. So, I mean, so we're watching this thing, and and uh, you, after, like, four songs, you said, I'm out of here. I did, yeah. So they did... They did What what, what song did they start with? What slow 10-minute song? Can't Decide. Can't Decide. Then he went into Fix Me, didn't they? I have this set list somewhere. They did Fix Me, and they did... Um, but by the time they got to... What was it? What was their super early song that they did, like the third or fourth song? Jealous Again, maybe? Jealous Again. <laughs> they did Jealous Again. And that was like... It, you know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of a band who hadn't been together very long, decided to do some Black Flag covers. And that's what it reminded me of. Because it was just... it was There was like no... There was like no aggro. There was no passion. There was no anything in the music. Oh, you know what it was? It was okay. So here's here. It was they did that wasn't the one. You know they did. Can't decide. No values. That's probably the one you're thinking of. Um. Then they did. I've had it. Another short early one. And then they went to Annihilate this week, which goes on forever anyway, right? Didn't they do Fix Me? Didn't they do Fix Me super early? I thought they did Fix anyway. Um, yeah, after four songs, I'd had oh, it. I wonder if I missed that one. I might have missed that one. Yeah, yeah I'm pretty sure they did fix me because you were kind of excited by that for about ten seconds. <laughs> but yeah, they, despite being, it really despite... is a tale of two bands, right? Because that early stuff is so punchy, you know, jealous again and fix me and uh, nervous breakdown, and then you get into like the annihilate this week and can't decide and black coffee and all that stuff. It's it really is two different bands. So, yeah, so I left after four, four songs, I'd had enough. So I'd noticed as well that Scott had dropped away somewhere during... After T.S., after the Dickies, he disappeared, and... Um, well, I didn't was, even notice he disappeared. He hadn't come back, so this was four or five songs into Black Flag, and we ha- he hadn't appeared yet. So I, I was leaving. So I walked out of the venue, walked outside, and there he was sitting at the bar on the right, sitting down. Looked like he was sleeping. He was either looking at his phone or he was sleeping. And I tried to knock on the window to say goodbye, and he couldn't hear me. But one of those those nice old lady ushers was also (laughs) having a sit down. So she saw me knocking on the window and then went and woke him up. And so we could could say goodbye, and then I waved thank you to the nice old lady. So... That's funny as fuck. Well, it was the weirdest fucking experience at any show. He, I don't know when he came back, but yeah. I was going through the set list, and I made it about six songs in myself. Mm-hmm. And at some point, I decided, you know what, screw this. I'm going to sit back down. Mm-hmm. And I fell asleep. He <laughs> did? He fell asleep? I, dude, <laughs> I, I fell asleep, and I missed half the set. I, I woke up and I was groggy and I was, like I said, many factors. A, drinking heavily. B, had been at work in the morning, so it had been a long day. Long drive. There were seats there. Yeah. The band was boring. You know, there's just a lot going on. Yeah. Long drive, too. Um, long drive. So, yeah, I fell asleep and I literally woke up at the end of the show. So maybe that's why maybe that's why a certain so and so said you seem disinterested. Well, you fast asleep. <laughs> you know we should get it. Yeah, we'll get. You know what? We'll get into that. Yeah, in we'll get into but, that. Yeah, we got to. But it was. But it was. It just. 
I wanted to look at the bright side of it. And when they were playing, when they were sticking to the plot and just plowing through the older songs, I did think it was pretty good. But these jams, it's just, oh, my gosh. And, you know, Mike was fine. Gin has that amazing tone, that amazing guitar tone that you literally can, you know, you could pick yeah, out a lineup out, yeah. so easily. But it was just, you know, I hate to say it, but I think the best analogy is what, like, Jerry only did to the Misfits at the end before the reunion. Yeah, that's true. That That's a good analogy. Yeah, I, I'll, and, I'll and agree with that. Just dragging the name through the mud. Oh, of course, at least he's not just constantly dropping new material. But the... The I, I mean the band at this point is a lost cause. The only possible chance to redeem Black Flag at this point is if he gets Dukowski and either Keith Morris or Henry Rollins back in the band, and there's just no way that's going to happen. Well, I don't know why he would, because he doesn't seem to have much interest in playing those old songs. Is, is the impression I got? He wants to do those jam things. Uh, I think it's so, about half. It was about half and half. So but... one of the things that amused me, like was Black Flag started, was two people who would be <laughs> who must have just come in. They come in late, probably just to see Black Flag, and they came in and they were looking at their tickets, trying to see where their seats were. Because <laughs> <laughs> by this point, people were just sitting wherever the fuck they wanted. Yeah, there was people yeah. lying down. There was people. You well, know, and you know the funny thing is, we had staked out those seats and i never really considered i i mean i guess i could have gone closer but i could see really well where i was at and i didn't really want to get in the mosh pit so i didn't really see any advantage of moving down i mean we could have moved down several rows you know well we yeah i mean we can get into that in a minute when we talk about that that facebook post um but anyway so i was home by 11 o'clock meanwhile you after you woke up at at the end of black well i got my second wind i had it yeah so you and Scott had both had a nap, apparently. Yeah, so, so you... we go back next door. So we, we were there till the bitter end, but I think Scott and I just both went to sleep. Yeah. Which we didn't have earplugs in or anything. I mean, it was the sound wasn't oppressively loud, which was nice. Well, the sound, actually, for and we argued about this a little bit, but I thought for a theater, I thought the sound was very much below par. Um, for, for a theater that this is what they do there, I thought the sound... Like, if you go to the Metro now, the Metro, the sound is fucking super pristine. Mm. Whereas I thought this was very muffled. Um, maybe the bands didn't have time to sound check today. I don't know. Maybe they're not used to that kind of music, so they didn't know how to mix it. But um, I thought the sound was messy. They just mixed it the same way they mixed Grand Funk Railroad, who played there last weekend. No, they probably, they probably sound pristine, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, anyway, it was crazy. so you, got, you look at the lineup of who had been playing there. It's almost all tribute bands. Yeah, it's like well, or like Michael Schenker group. Yeah, which is like yeah. Well, it's funny because I wrote a physical review, Neil. I told you, I think I told you, and it was, and it was like you know, it was not a typical show for the Des Plaines Theater. Usually, they have either washed up acts or tribute acts, and I'm like, well, I guess Black Flag is a little of each at this point, right? That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're certainly not used to those fans. Those uh, no, those fucking uh, yeah. I don't think they'll be quick to book Punk Fest two. Though who knows they might. Yeah, Dickies, uh, Dickies, and TS well maybe on their own because they were well behaved at least. But uh... well, it's it's funny, right? Because if it would have been a just a decent show, it wouldn't be very memorable. It was actually sort of memorable. It was, ve- yeah. It was, no, you're right. Just the 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 oddities of it and the fact that Black Flag was so awful. It was that's that's completely true. I will remember this one for a long time. So a lot of gigs just blur into the memory, right? But this one I will remember uh, yes. for for lots of reasons. Um, so when I put stickers up in the bathroom, which was good before I left, there's no way those lasted. No way. Not. Those yeah, probably not. Um, 
but I, at least I had to try, right? Uh, and I went home, and then after the show was over, you went back into the thingy tap next door, right? right next the door. minor yes. street tap. Now, yes. was there a lot of punks in there, or did most people just some. go home? We okay. ended up shooting the BS with some a couple other dudes at a table that came down from Milwaukee. But then who should show up, Neil? Jason. Jason came back in. Yep, there you go. I told you, he's a fucking trooper, man. We, I think we tapped out. Now, see, in Michigan, the bars are only open until 2. Illinois, I don't know if it's Chicago only or Illinois, a lot of the bars are open until 3, sometimes even 4 o'clock. Um, so, yeah, we tapped out about 2, and then we had to walk back, and it was so freaking icy cold. Yeah, winter and came on. And, and all hurry, I had was my Punk Till I Die sweatshirt, which Not so we'll, come up, we'll come up also in a minute here. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it was uh, overall. It was a. Uh, it was one of those things, you know. It was fun. It was good to see everybody, and it's just you know it's fun. It, I, I have I have minimal complaints. Uh, I wish Black Flag was just a killer band still, but you know I would have been happy not. if Black Flag wasn't even on the bill. Well, yeah, because then they wouldn't have been able to justify the prices. I would think right, and then the, and then the other bands but, would have, the, the other bands you... would have played longer. But I don't think it would have got booked without them. They still have the name. It's still a name, you know? Imagine if it was that set. Imagine if it was that show. Total Chaos, TSOL, and the Dickies. Imagine if that at Reggie's. At Reggie's. That would have been fucking great, wouldn't it? Yeah. But part of the appeal, too, was it was at a different venue than we ever go to. You know, there was a lot of... Oh, yeah, it was, kind of, it, was, it, was, it, it was. It was highly It was highly unusual. Now, I asked Jason if he actually wanted to come on the show tonight. And, uh, and and you know and tell us about his his viewpoint of it because he spent some time with me. He, spent he's, some time he expressed with you guys. some interest in doing that. Yes. Okay, but he because he's behind the bar tonight, he could not do that. So he said he was going to write something so we could read it. He didn't do that either. So just in a text to me just now, I said, "Well, what you know? Do you have anything to say about it at all?" And his quote was. I have been to better wakes. <laughs> <laughs> so there, that about sums it up. That about, that about sums it up. So that was, uh, and remember, Jason got in for free. <laughs> yeah. So using one of my tickets. Actually, the, my favorite coda of this is that you actually complained about the fact that your front row seats went away and you got somewhat refunded. I did. Now, okay, so I was pissed off about the about the whole thing about the whole the way the whole went down i felt like an idiot because you told me at the time oh you shouldn't have got the front row blah 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 and i was like yeah maybe but um as it turned out you were exactly right so and i was like but i paid twenty dollars more per ticket than these other people and i couldn't use my seats so i thought eh, next morning i'll just shoot that theater an email and just see what they say and um because it was twenty dollar difference per ticket between where i sat and where tom was sure. sitting so within 20 minutes, they called me back and said they were refunding me 60 bucks. So fair there enough. I can't complain. So basically about at least at you, didn't, you didn't eat your one ticket. Right. So I actually got what I, what I paid for. Um, I, you know, I, uh, I sat with you guys in the $40 yeah. seats or whatever the fuck they in were. In the socializing so. section. In a social, yes. In the, in the couldn't care less section, apparently. Yes. <laughs> So, I'll tell you what you want. You want to play. You want to play yes. a song. Song. I am going to play. Kinda... I am. I am going to play a song. So originally, I probably thought I was going to play songs by all the bands. I'm not going to do that. So I am going to play a song by the old '77 uh, style UK band called Satan's Rats, and this song is dedicated to that version of Black Flag, and this song is called "You Make Me Sick." <laughs> you make me sick. Down and now it's your turn. Then I guess that sees through you. Take a chance to think you through. 
that was Satan's Rats there with You Make Me Sick. And I actually do believe that Satan's Rats have reformed with a female singer uh, who was in some other band I don't remember the name of, but they now go by the name of Satan's Cats. So there you go. So look out, they have an EP out, I believe. So, so yeah, so that was Punk Fest. Right? Des Plaines, Punk Fest. Yes. So the next day, the next day you're in town because you decided you were going to stay an extra night. Hey, you want to talk about the, you want to talk about the the little punk news connection thing, or you want to? Uh, sure. Yeah. Oh, yes. I'm sorry. Yes, I completely forgot about that. Go ahead. Yeah. So you, I, you I, I, th- I have to thank Jeff, who's a regular listener of ours, for sharing this with our group because I would have probably not seen it otherwise. Because we I don't just... frequent the punk news boards, believe it or not. And I no, don't know why I, anybody I really, does. I really don't. I really avoid it. Um. Um. That was the really the thing that made Punk News cooler than everywhere else, honestly, though, is that you could comment on the stories, which was great, but also kind of sucked when you're a writer because you do something that the first time somebody says, you're full of shit, they suck, and then you're just like, ugh. Didn't we meet up with another Punk News writer there? Don't you want to get Yeah, Jason. Jason, Jason Baygood. Jason, Jason Baygood was there. Yeah, it was good to, good to meet you at last minute. Yeah, day. Jason's a good dude, too. Yeah. So, yeah, if you listen, Jason, hey, man, I'll yep. catch you next time. So... So there's a person on on Punk News on Sunday night. They do this thing where everybody just kind of talks about what they did the week before. So there's a guy named Jeremy who goes to a lot of shows, man. I gotta I gotta hand him that because he went to Black Flag on Thursday. He went to AFI sometime. He went to XPX on Friday, and he went to the Methadones on Saturday. Jeez, no wonder he thinks I'm a wuss. Hmm. But anyway, uh, so he wrote about the Black Flag thing. Uh, it's funny, Neil. He said the same thing we did. He said, uh, interesting crowd, lots of middle school, high school age people dressed how they imagined being punk should dress. Was actually cute and enduring. Spotted Tom Trauma in the wild for the first time. He sat way in the back in seats and seemed to be relatively disinterested, focused <laughs> more on socializing than loving the music. As they say, never meet your heroes. Well, so, I, appreciate, I appreciate being your hero. That seems like a bit of a stretch, but... And I, I, I gotta, I gotta say, we were in the middle. We weren't in the back. Not at all. No, we weren't in the back but at all. There were, I mean, there was a balcony. We were in the middle of the seated section, and he must have seen me during Black Flag because when I was sleeping, because at least I was standing up singing along. It wasn't like I was. I mean, we were socializing. We were having fun. I don't get to Chicago that often, you know. We were, we were having. There was definitely a lot of socializing going on. Buddy, you don't have to make excuses to this douchebag. Well, but no, I'm just. I listen. I'm. I'm just. I answered him on the thing, dude. But he's, oh, you did? Okay, okay, And then okay. somebody said, so is Tom your hero or Greg Ginn? And uh, if the bands were as bad as you say, I could understand it being relatively disinterested. That was Kill Taker. So Jeremy, like I said, I don't know this Jeremy. And, you know, I used to be real involved with the punk news board. So I don't know if he had a different name or if we ever interacted when I was on there a lot or not. So I've, I'm sorry if I forgot you, Jeremy, but I, 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 I don't really remember interacting with you back in the day. But he said, Tom, as I've always admired his writing, he was in the back, disinterested the entire show. TSOL and the Dickies put on good performance. It was only Black Flag that was lacking. Trauma seemed more interested in drinking beer and sporting his punk fly dye hoodie with Liverpool Neil, insufferable, than actually... <laughs> What have I ever done to this cunt? Hey, hey? what have I ever done to this he cunt? Must have listened or something. I don't know. Was I expecting him in the pit? No, but I thought I would see him at least out of the seats and up there enjoying the show. Who am I to judge, though? It's funny because I, I really, I only sat down at the very end. Tom, you, uh, Tom, Tom the whole time. stop. You don't have to explain yourself to anybody. And listen, Tom. Oh, there's more, Neil. It goes on. Here, we got to go on. <laughs> Go ahead. The Kill Taker says, I'm sure we'll talk about the show on their podcast. I'll check out the episode when it comes out. Well, thank you, Kill Taker. We will talk about it. We are talking about it. And then on the nod, who's our buddy Brian, who's written into us a bunch of times. 
I have also been surprised by the number of times on their podcast, Tom and more often Neil say something like, we watched a couple songs and then went back to the table to drink and social. (laughs) (laughs) They're upfront about doing it, though. As someone who's mostly gone to shows alone for the past 15 years, it seems weird to me. But at the same time, if I had a group of friends that I only saw at shows, basically the one time I'm out of the house without kids and not at work, maybe I'd talk through the bands, too. Well, this one, it wasn't that loud, so you could do that. A lot of shows, you can't really talk at all. Yeah. Okay. But, uh, so anyway, I said to Brian, uh, "That's Neil. I always watch all the worthwhile bands and terror sets." Let me let me let me step let me step in here. And anyway, so I, here's what I said, Neil, to 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 Jeremy. Once again, I'm not taking this too seriously. It's fine. Whatever. It's just it's strange they didn't say hello because I think I think the thing is if you meet me and you both, we're 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 just no BS. Like we're just we're just we are we are what you get. You know, we're very face value. We're not. Uh, but but anyway, you can't just watch me sleep through a black flag set and judge me. <laughs> But I so I said a review of me of a spectator. That's a new one. Although we did, anyway and anyway, I was wearing my punk die hoodie and I was drinking beer, but I don't think those things you know disqualify me from enjoying the music. So so you you're almost fifty. I'm almost yes. sixty. Yep. I've been going to shows since 1978. I saw yep. Black Flag in 1983. I do not were, need also known as when they were good. I do not need to go and see and stand up front to see this lame imitation of whoever the fuck Black Flag are. I have no intention of going up and standing in front with fucking Carrot Top and whatever fucking mis- mis- miscreants were up front there to enjoy the show. I was there to socialize with my friends and at least, yeah, and I enjoyed the Dickies. The Dickies were great. I had a really good time. And uh, I especially don't have to explain myself to you. Jesus fucking Christ. Seriously, well, Neil, fuck that, are you? I couldn't imagine a more insufferable answer than that. I guess. Fuck, fuck. Well, but it's funny because, like, when we went and saw the Dead Boys a month yeah, ago, yeah, we were up front. Most shows. I went right up front. I was on the rail watching, you know, uh, Cheetah Chrome's hands and stuff. So, so it just it's just how the mood strikes me, you know. Well, it depends it's on funny. it depends like said, on the band. Never, it depends on the I, venue. It depends on the atmosphere. If there was you no, know me. You know, if there left. were no seats, you know, the funny thing is, if there were no seats, I probably would have moved down to the like the edge of the crowd. But I just sat – we sat between bands, which was nice, obviously. But, yeah, like I said, it's it's all good. I, I don't listen. I don't think Jeremy's trying to be a dick. I think it just accidentally came out that way. Huh. Uh, he can make it up to him. He can make up for it by buying me a beer and socializing with me next time I see him. In the no, show. He won't do that. Apparently he's in the front with the uh, – uh, Well, that's what all I can think was, hey, if you know what I'm up to so much. How are you watching the show? <laughs> Well, it might have been more entertaining watching you and me than watching my fucking Black Flag, <laughs> to be honest. But yes, uh, I, I, dude, I, I went out. I, I've only twice fell asleep at shows, and uh, once was at a metal show with my friend. I was watching Cradle of Filth for you headbangers, and I just go. went to sleep. And uh, I went to sleep at this, which was amazing considering I had no earplugs in or anything. But like I said, lots of drinking, had gotten up really early, had been a long day. There was seats there. The band was boring. There was lots going on, so... Well, there we go. Anyway, it was fun. I'm glad we went and we had a good time. And it's always good to hang out and see you. So you know, it's, it was it was it was good. Not a good time, and then we got to get on to Friday. Um, so yeah. I'm gonna play another song. Okay. Um, this song. Do you remember the Clit Boys? Say again. Oh, Clit, Clit Boys. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Clit Boys. Um, this was 1983. They had one like classic EP, which I have. Yep. I reissue on Beer City. What's it called? Uh, I know the main song is Slogan Boy, right? Well, they had this song like Gay's Okay or something. It was like the first like uh, sort of like pro-gay punk song. We're after Glad to be Gay by Tom Robinson band probably, but yeah. Well, or or like anything by Wayne County, but you know what I'm saying. Yes, sir. Like among the hardcore group. Yes, sir. 
Um, Tom Robinson was not hardcore. He was more like a... <laughs> he's almost like, like dead rock these days actually to be honest he really but, is but, uh, but just, glad to be gay in 1978 was fucking earth shattering to be honest though Does it, oh the EP was called uh, We Don't Play the Game We Don't Play the Game that's right, yeah. that's right. like I said I yeah. had the reissue on Beer City it's great EP. so they had a good song called Sheep and from Gays Wisconsin okay. I believe right uh, I don't know where they were from, actually. Uh, yeah, Milwaukee, I believe. Yeah. Okay. But uh, yeah, that came out in 83. Um, anyway, I'm going to play the song Slogan Boy, because that reminds me of a lot of the people in the crowd there with their <laughs> leather jackets and etc. etc. So Clip Boys, Slogan Boy. Clip Boys from Milwaukee with Slogan Boy. Actually, Slogan Boy is a good name for a band too, isn't it? That's not too bad. That'll be a not good name. So anyway, that was uh, that was the SoCal Punk Fest, and I got my money back, so that was good. Um, so Friday, SoCal Punk Invasion. SoCal Punk Invasion. Yes, they Punk invaded Des Plaines. They sure yes. did. Yes. And now here is a word from our sponsor. <laughs> Out now on Sexy Baby Records for the first time ever on vinyl cassette, The Huntington's classic album, Get Lost. Get this record and a lot more at sexybabyrecords.com. It's a jungle out there. You gotta look out for number one, but don't step at number two. So uh, I didn't know what time, because you guys, I knew you were going to be out late, so I didn't know what time you guys were going to get up. So you guys were hanging out. And uh, tell us what time you you guys got up, and then what what did? Oh yes, yes. Well, it's this just, is funny. You know, Go it's ahead. Just such a, boy, you talking about moving through the city? It's just such a pain. So you would decided you were going to stay an extra night, and you were going to go and see MXPX and Teenage Bottle Rocket were playing a House of Blues yep. that night, right? Yep. And we were going to go record shop during the day, which we did, obviously. So you had decided that you were going to leave the hotel in Des Plaines and get a hotel closer to House of Blues, right? Or yeah, we actually like stayed right next to the House of Blues. I mean, literally. It was the the entrance of the hotel to the entrance of the House of Blues was like thirty feet apart. But you decided that you were going to uh, you're going to park your car down in. Yeah, we left Chinatown. our car on the we left our car on the south side and took the train up. Yeah, so I, Boy, I go ahead. That was a pain. Yeah, well, yeah, I, I always complain about the driving in the city, but now you know, or getting through the city anyhow. But you yeah. now now you see exactly how fucking painful it is. Doesn't matter no. what time it is. Doesn't yeah. matter what the weather is like. It's always horrible. Yeah, it is, and and riding the train is fine, but 
Man, there was there was a couple of incidents. I got to tell you that the 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 romance of the city is officially over for me, man. It really, and I don't know if it's just. I swear, there's much more just like homelessness, much more hopelessness. It's just, man, the city has really gotten ugly. Yeah, uh, and I, it, it might just be me. But I, you know, I don't. I don't. I mean, it's always obviously the city's always been a tough place, but man, especially that especially that Chinatown station. That's not a great neighborhood down there uh yeah but it's not the worst neighborhood well, it's not the worst but there's a there lot of worse. I, honestly the main area that i was really disgusted by was like the main area where you get downtown like right by michigan street because there's it's like it becomes a subway station becomes like a mall and it's just uh it's just full of the walking dead yeah but yeah. you know it, anyway it was all fine and good but yeah it took us forever to get out to you <laughs> so so here's what we decided to do so um, they were going to drive down Chinatown and then get the blue line up. And we were going to meet at one of our favorite bars in the city, which is yeah. D-Mentap. D-Mentap. On, uh, on, on Belmont, um, which we really like. And it opened at noon. So those guys started out to go down there at like 11 or something to, to <laughs> start their journey. So I'm like, yeah. all right, well, I'll see you at like 1230. So I got to D-Men at 1230. What time were you there? Like 2? At like oh. 1.30. Yeah, and you know me, I can't, you know, especially during the day, man, I I can't keep on fucking drinking like that. So I was like, yeah. I was desperately looking out the window, talking, and I was the only man, I was the only person in there for a long, for like the first hour. What was that bartender's name? That that that's a, that re- that was Sean. Sean. Yeah, yeah, that Good really guy. is a great bar, man. I, I yeah, no, no, I can't speak highly enough. You know, I thought you were regular in there, and you weren't necessarily, but we've been in there a couple times, and it was, and he remembered us, and it was, it was, yeah. it's cool, it's a good place. So I've been in there a few times uh, when I'm down there, but I, you know, I'm not going into the, that area of the city anyway. I'm not going into too much, you know. I don't go to Bucket of Blood that much. So um, the, one of the reasons we go there is because it's right around the corner from Bucket of Blood Records, which is a really great record, record store. store. Yeah, yeah, great record store in the city. So yeah. you know, we uh, we meet at uh, yeah, we arrange to meet at D Man. Like I say, these guys are an hour late. So um, I've had a, I've had a couple of drinks by then. So we had to get there and just start pounding drinks to catch up with you. Catch know. up with yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, unfortunately, they weren't serving lunch till three. So we, we were left. also drinking heavily and being sociable. Yes, yeah, we were. Yeah, and, and Sean was a good guy. We were talking about old punk shows and stuff. He put on a, he put put on a great punk playlist for us. He did. He actually. Oh, and that was another thing about fucking. Oh my god, that was another thing about fucking Des Plaines Theater. Like most venues, when they have punk bands, they at least try and put something punk adjacent on between <laughs> bands. But Not Van Halen. Des Plaines, I guess because they have so many classic rock shows, that's what they were playing between bands. It was completely fucking bizarre, right? It was Metallica and you were chatting up that weird, strange, strange, strange old lady in front of us. <laughs> it was very, it was very hot. Old yeah. you, and her yeah. were, you and her were reminiscing about uh, Metallica. It was, uh, it was quite lovely to see. Yes. yes. Yeah. Well, next weekend, if you guys are interested in the show, Han Valen, a loving tribute to Van Halen is going to be over there. <laughs> Amazing. Um, <laughs> Han Valen. Amazing. Uh, so, so anyway, the music that they were playing at D-Man was actually way better than the music between bands at the Des Plaines Theater. Well, and I think he might have – I think that guy always plays punk rock, but I do think he definitely put that out for our benefit. And then uh, – but maybe not. Maybe that's what he always plays. No, it was definitely more because I've normally in there. It's like uh, talking heads or something he puts on. You know, oh, for that's his, cool too. First right, yeah, but it wasn't like. I mean, it beats. You know, so we went to Bucket of Blood, right? First record store we went to was Bucket of Blood. We went to three, and the guy. I don't know if it's the owner or what. Yeah, he's the guy owner. about, our, about yeah. my age, maybe. See this walk in. What does he throw on? Never mind the bollocks. Yeah, which was interesting. Yeah, yeah it was yeah. awesome. Yeah. It was amazing though. We got you know we shot for probably a half hour, listened to most of the album. 
And I said to Neil at one point, I think this guy put this on for our benefit. I don't care. It's good. And it, because, and, it's, and it's funny. I don't listen to that very often at home. But when you do hear it, all oh, of a sudden, so good, you realize right? how good it is. It is. It's so good. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> that store, that's a great store. I, I really can't say enough about Bucket of Blood. It's got good prices, awesome selection of punk and hardcore. It's just amazing. And they also have, so for Scott's benefit, because Scott isn't a big record buyer by no, any means, no. but they have books, and Scott's yeah, a big reader. Books, like science fiction books. He yeah. loves that crap. So he's, so, into, so he's really happy with that. And they got an old, yeah. they got old VHS tapes and shit like that. So he's happy in there. Yeah. So, yeah. So when we're looking around, he doesn't get bored stiff. So right. that was my favorite record shop we went to by far. Um, even so, though I, well, and, and the other thing, so, so they played Nevermind the Bullocks, right? So then we get in the car and we drive to Sugar. No, hold on. Hold on. Dude, you're going way too fast here. We go back and have more drinks? Oh, that's right. We yeah, we did. So straight, we did. That's right. We went right back. We toddled right, right back in the corner in the cold and, and went weird, back. Uh, Middle Eastern food or something. Was good. Yeah, we did. We went right back into D-Man. By this time, the kitchen was open because he opened early for us. And uh, we had a bunch more drinks. And uh, I got the curry worst, which was excellent. And That curry is great. That's some of the best curry I've had. It was very good. Yeah. And uh, Scott got some kind of crazy Middle Eastern thing. And you had a. No, he had like a poutine. Like oh, that's a, right. He had poutine. Yeah, yeah, that's like right. A twist he did. On yep. Poutine. Yeah, yeah. And the food there, the food there is excellent. It really sticks to your ribs. It's it is it's good. good stuff. It's good. It's it's definitely uh, different. So, well, I guess what it comes from, I guess D-Man used to just be a food truck. So they still serve that kind. I guess that's what they served in the food well, truck, and that's what they serve here. Well, so. it's a weird sort of combination of yeah, because they serve it to you like in the same like right paper the bowls, paper bowl, food yeah. Truck. But the it's a weird combination of almost like German and Middle Eastern maybe or something. Yeah, exactly. That's it is weird. You're but right. It's good. It's good though, man. I, I, I it's a it's a great bar. I uh, would wouldn't hesitate to go back, and I hope we can go back. And like I said, I really like Bucket of Blood, man. Great record store. Yeah, yeah. Because well, it's funny because then we went to okay, so then we had a couple more drinks and we went over to, and of course it gets dark so early, you know, it makes yep. you feel like it's like feels like it's ten o'clock at night. It's like four o'clock in the afternoon, you know. We so, went over to Sh- Sugar. So because because they ditched their car and stuff, I was driving, yes. and uh, it was it was it was a typical stress free drive, wasn't it? Oh yeah, Neil the screaming, city. honking, <laughs> yelling at you know people doing their jobs and that kind of thing. Yeah, for some reason Friday night oh, it was Friday, so right? Mental. Friday this is now. So mental. Four at four or five o'clock. Like, it's four forty five, dude. And I know exactly what you're talking about. It's four forty five, and they've got a fucking un un um Milwaukee. Uh, one of the busiest roads in the city. For some reason, they've they've got they've got like one lane closed because they're painting the fucking bike lane. <laughs> they have like a truck blocking one lane of traffic. Yes, with the lights on to to paint the bike lane at four forty five in the dark. In the dark, so it's I'm, unbelievable. I'm fucking epileptic. So I'm I fucking laying because we were stuck in the I'm just waiting for one of these construction workers just to hit him over the head with a wrench or something. <laughs> oh, that was so. I fun. don't know him. <laughs> that was so fun. I mean, well, it you was know. you were like. You were aggress- aggressive meets insufferable. It was like a <laughs> combo. Well, this fucking, you know what? You know what I can't stand? I, and I don't blame the guys. They, they're they just doing what they're told to do. But it's just the <laughs> fucking pig ignorance of it. That they'd be blocking, not even that they were painting the bike lane, but that they had their truck blocking the, oh, the southbound traffic. Makes me wonder if they were pissed at the mayor or something. I mean, there's no reason to be doing that at that time of night. But I mean, in a road raid accident, that's waiting for someone to pull out a 45 and fucking shoot somebody right there. Pretty much. Yeah. But anyway, eventually we make it down to Sugar without shooting anybody. And yeah. Sugar's okay. I, I don't mind Sugar. They got some decent stuff. But the re- the reason we kind of went to Sugar is because a lot of times 
not a lot of times, but I don't know how often. Occasionally, they'll have tickets for the House of Blues there. And the if show we were yeah. going, if it's not we selling going, well, yep. The show we were going to on Friday night was at the House of Blues, so we thought maybe they'd have some tickets. They did not. And for some reason, I thought MXPX Teenage Bottle Rocket. That's a show that should be on at Reggie's. There's no way that should be on at House of yeah, Blues. Yeah, so I they're going to be giving tickets away. There's no way that's going to sell out. You know, it was packed. Yeah. Yeah, I was completely fucking wrong on that. So don't well, lie it's, on it's, me. You got to remember the world happens when we're not paying attention to. Yeah, you know the stuff we're paying attention to isn't the only thing that people care about. Oh, hold on. So, so let, let's go back a second. So, what did you buy at, at uh, a bucket of blood? You bought something, right? So, there's this new Italian label that I've been talking about. Uh, you know, I should have bought a couple things that, in hindsight, there was a lot of stuff I wanted at bucket of blood. But I'm like, oh, I'm just gonna buy one thing. I'm trying to kind of slow down a little bit. So, I actually got uh, the exploited, um, uh, the movie theater one. Right? Horror epics. Horror, Horror epics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is probably my favorite exploited album. But is that their third album? It's their fourth studio album. Okay. After Punk's Not Dead, Troops of Tomorrow, and Let's Start a War. Okay. Um, and then there's a live album in there too at the beginning. Um But yeah, I I I, uh, I had a I had a like a copy of Black Sabbath Paranoid in my hand for a while. I was just I'm I'm really struggling. Like, I'm trying to kind of slow down a little bit with my record buying, but I can't really do it. But so I bought, we went to three stores. I bought one thing at every store. Okay. So, yeah. So you bought that. So you bought that at a bucket of blood. And I bought. Uh, yeah, you bought a couple things too. Yeah, I bought a radiation repress of uh, Channel 3. I've got a gun. Have you listened to that yet? No, the um, Fear of Life. Fear of Life. Uh, Feel of yeah, for you. I'm sorry, you're right. Fear of Life. Yeah, even though it's got I've a guy got a with the, single, it's got right? the Magnum on the, on the, on the cover. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's a lovely pink. It's like a see-through pink vinyl. It looks. Oh, uh, is it? Yeah, it looks. It, lo- it looks incredible. Is, how's it sound? It sounded good. Yeah, it sounded good. fine. I'm, I'm gonna buy that too. I, I, those radiation reissues, man. It's like they're going through and reissuing the albums that I need in my collection. It's amazing. And I also bought um, an early press of the first Aggression album, which was only twenty bucks. So I was thrilled hmm. by that because I, I had that at one point and I sold it to somebody. So did I was you play happy. It no, uh, no I, I mean I know those songs. I haven't played it yet. And I actually got a new turntable on over the weekend. So or last weekend on Friday actually it came. So I hadn't had it even put together wow. yet. Wow, so. what are you doing, yo? What do you mean? What are you doing with your turntable situation? I mean, you got you just keep you just keep upgrading, or what? Are you I doing? do keep upgrading. Well, the last one I got was I decided it was too fiddly, so nothing on it was automatic. So it, I wasn't playing as much vinyl as I should be because mm. I, it was a pain in the ass to have to get up, put the needle on, get up take the needle off and it also had this really dodgy like weight thing that was handing off of it that was you know for the for the tracking huh. uh, for the needle tracking and um that would keep like slight it's on a tiny thin thread and it would kept falling off and it was just too fiddly i decided it was too, like lydia wouldn't play anything on my record player because she was like afraid of it basically so it was like this is fucking stupid why so what did I? you end up getting what's your new one um it's a fully automatic What's and the neighborhood? It wasn't cheap, but uh, it wasn't like it wasn't like a thousand bucks or anything like that. So, and I'm paying for it in installments. So, what's that, what's the brand? I forget. It begins with an A. Hmm. I will okay. uh, remember it in a second. But yeah, I'm really really happy with it. Oh, it's, cool. it's so easy it's just a start thing and you get up and when it's done it you know it goes off automatic so it's it's good i like yeah it i generally more. i generally have been doing that too i used to drop the needle out manually but yeah I, i've been generally pushing play once in a while i have a record that has grooves too close to the edge or something like that that it won't work but 
Yeah, so so anyways, we didn't have it all put together on Friday, so that's why I haven't listened to a lot of those Mm. albums. But I bought two albums, A Bucket of Blood. Then we went to Sugar, and Sugar has a lot of, um, even though it has a lot, it's got a lot of stock, right? It's got an awful lot of stock, but it seems to be more of a trip-hop kind of hipster kind of place, wouldn't you say? What I was going to say was Bucket of Blood put on the Sex Pistols when we came in. Yep. The music at Sugar, it really is awful. It it drives me out. It's like they're trying to make you leave. Yep. <clears throat> it's like it, it all feels like Yoko Ono outtakes or something well, it's, I think it's designed for like 22 year old students or something who might be what, into that 22 year olds want to listen to music that sounds like someone falling down the stairs with a bag of silverware in their hand <laughs> I, I guess uh, but it's like you know what it's like that every time I go in there like the music drives me out it is fucking horrible <laughs> but it was nice to get out the cold <laughs> yeah <laughs> to be honest yeah it was and and, and... Sugar's real hit and miss, man. I, I thought their prices were a little higher than I remember them. Yeah, they are high. Um, but it was fine. They had some good stuff in there. So and what, then did you, what did you buy in there? I bought the... Oh, boy. <laughs> I'm going to lose some punk points to this one. I bought the first Def Leppard album, On Through the Night, from 1980. Wow. Yes. Okay. Is that punky at all or, or not? No, it's definitely more like... You know, see, so Def Leppard obviously went on to be huge hit right. makers. But their first two albums specifically... We're more in the new wave of British heavy metal style. Right. Um, so those first two records especially are really great. Uh, then like their third album is called Pyromania. It was huge. That's the know, huge like, one, right? Yeah, yeah. And then the one after that was even bigger, Hysteria. So why did those you think... came out when I was? And those ones definitely came out when I was. I was listening to that music at that time. I loved those albums, but I was going to say. So why did you think you needed to own that on vinyl? What was the, what I don't was know. the attraction I just, of that? I just really like that record. I just thought I should have it. All right. Was it like any kind of color, funky colored vinyl? No, nope, nope, just nice, heavy, 180 gram, flat black record. Okay. Yeah. Good, 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 good. Um, and then, uh, yeah, and then we went to Reckless, which once again, I always, Reckless is the store where there's always lots of stuff. I mean, they have a, they have a nice, also, Sugar doesn't have a punk section. Right. They have, uh, they have punk records, but they don't have they, any yeah, punk yeah, no, section. And they, they even yeah. have a decent amount of punk stuff. They yeah. just all mixed in, which right. is a pain in the neck. Um, I, I like a have I like a separate metal section, and like a separate punk section, and uh, and Reckless has that. And Reckless has a great selection, pretty decent prices. I, I like I like Reckless. I know it's kind of like the popular store there, but it's it's a good store. You want to talk about the music they were playing at Reckless? Yeah, I don't know what that was. Once again, it was a Grateful Dead outtakes or something. Or... What, that's what it sounded like. It sounded it, it, it really I shouldn't is even say weird. Outtakes, just regular Grateful Dead, but it was really grating. At one point, it's like they were challenging us to leave no no they were so you would think that on a record store i mean i don't know i've never owned a record store but i would imagine you would want to have something that would get the customers fired up to buy things instead of wanting to make them leave maybe that's what people like you know I, I mean listen you know what you or i like if we put it on at the volume see and sugar's real loud too like i don't I, like it wasn't as loud at reckless no, it wasn't. I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't. It was un- loud. It wasn't unpleasant. Hear- I actually preferred the reckless stuff to the stuff at Sugar. Oh wh- yeah, whatever it was. I don't know what the Sugar fuck it was. Sugar was too loud, dude. Yeah, we went to that store with the Allen the other day too. The guy was playing music, but it was so freaking loud. If you're standing by the speaker, you can't even stand to paw through the records. You know. Yeah. So uh, you have to be cautious then. So reckless, you again. You bought something at Reckless, didn't you? I did. I bought another radiation reissue. It's funny. We bought three radiation reissues between us. I bought the Life Sentence record, which you know more about them than I do. What would tell tell me about Life Sentence? You saw them a few times back in the day. Yeah, Life Sentence for Chicago band uh, in the mid '80s, 
and they were the perennial opening band for any touring hardcore band, Circle Jerks, you know, whoever came through, Seven Seconds, whatever it was. Life Sentence, it was like, it was like two, op- two perennial opening bands. It would either be Life Sentence or it would be Out of Order, who actually came from Skokie, I believe. But mm. uh, So that's why I've seen Life Sentence for a bunch of times, probably. Uh, and they were always opening for somebody else. So I mean, they were fine. They were they were they were good at what they did. And for whatever reason, that one album they put out back then that's become almost like a like a favorite, right? It's become a a a, 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 well, cult, a cult classic, if you will. I only will. listened to it once, and I have enjoyed it. Yeah, it was good. the one. It yeah. was the one thing I bought that I didn't know. I mean, I don't. Both the other things I bought, I have on CD. I mm-hmm. don't know this album at all, uh, but I, it was kind of on my list, and I didn't want to. You know, I, like I said, I'm just, I'm kind of trying to, I, I'm sort of at a crossroads right now. Like I have so much, I'm, I'm running out of room and I'm still going through my Discog stuff. I still don't have everything in my Discog, so I'm still kind of, I, I do feel like I'm at a So why do we play a track from that Life Sentence album? Because you have it on your list, I know. Why do I do that? But I still enjoy, the thing with the record shopping for me is I've been doing it literally since I was 14 years old. What's fun as fuck? It's fun as fuck to go for a it drink. It really is. Go for, go record shopping. Go for another drink. Go to another yep. record store. I mean, it's that's fuck. I love doing that. Once I'm retired, that's what I want to do. Well, it's the thrill of the chase. I just never, I never get sick of it, and I love the act of, you know, going in looking at records. That's why. So to buy one thing at a store is a pretty efficient way to do it. That that being said, now you you people won't hear this by then, but it is Black Friday record store day coming up. Um, this weekend, which I will go to Vertigo, and I'm sure I'll buy a couple things. Um, and also, it's a great time to buy stuff on sale. I yep. saw that Rad Girlfriend fifty mm-hmm. percent off. Hmm. So if you're looking for some Pirates stuff, Press is too. I don't know if you saw that today. Pirates Press has got a fifty percent off sale. Oh yeah. See, I better go look at that too. Yep. Even though I've cleared, I, I pretty much hit every sale they have. Yeah, I probably got all the well, stuff. Well, that's that like I went on the yeah. Rad Girlfriend. I didn't order anything just because, man, a lot of it, I got a lot of it, and a lot of it's sold out. You know, it seems like they, they but they have a pretty good distro, too. So, anyway, it, yeah, and I know, like, uh, Mom's Basement is doing a sale. So, yeah, I will probably, at some point, I will probably just leave the stuff in boxes or won't open them and say, hey, this is for Christmas for me because I don't need anything else. So, go ahead and wrap these up for me, and I'll right. have some by Christmas morning. And then I'll forget what I bought, and it'll be a surprise. Hmm. Be like, oh, I love this record. Good choice. You picked it out yourself, stupid. Oh, cool. So yeah. those are problems, Tom. What do you tell us about this life sentence record uh, track? That's also really called I just, I Problems. Just like, I, this one just kind of jumped out of me. So this is Life Sentence from their self-titled album, available as a reissue on Radiation Records. I got the white vinyl. This is, uh, yeah, Life Sentence Problems. Shut the feeling, I don't know what to do I got my chicken eggs, but you hear me 
life sentence there with problems from there. Yeah, the one, the one now cult classic album. Um, and they use the Life uh, Life magazine typeface, and I wonder if they got sued for that or issued a oh. issued a do Boy, not. That's, that's funny you say that because I haven't. I hadn't. I didn't even think about that. I hadn't seen Life Magazine. Obviously, Life Magazine hasn't been for years. Do you know? I just found this out yesterday. Do you know who Life Magazine's Person of the Year was? You know, they do their Person of the Year or whatever in yep. nineteen thirty-six. Jeffrey Dahmer. It was <laughs> Adolf Hitler. It was Adolf Hitler. That's quite correct. Yep. yep. <laughs> Pretty fucking weird. Um, well, you know, I mean, the thing is that they they can do that. You know, it's it's somebody who's very influential, and obviously Adolf Hitler was very influential. Oh, in I'm, su- I'm surprised Life Life Magazine hasn't been canceled for that. Well, it's it, they quit <laughs> by the cancel crew brigade. They, they quit printing it years ago, so I guess they have. <laughs> oh, did they? They don't make yeah. Life Magazine anymore. Oh, I you didn't know, know that because oh, that's just so often I get to the fucking well, yeah, magazine still. It's funny because when people, and it's funny because people on both sides of the political spectrum, oh, the United States is so screwed. This is the worst time to be alive in history. I'm like, you know, I bet you if you're living in Europe in the late 30s, it wasn't that great. Why don't you shut up and quit <laughs> yeah, whining? Right. Yeah. Quit Go whining. home to your freaking air conditioning and your 57 cable channels and your, you know. Yeah, that's true. I can't find anything to watch. Your, yeah. your, your yeah. freaking soy latte. I had three channels when I was growing up, you fucking, yeah. fucking twats. Yeah. Um, all right. So after we went there then we toddled off back to the car but we decided to make another stop another bar on the way oh that's right that's right so we went into it was a dude that was a very hipsterish bar that we went yes it was it was not our style at all but the bartender was very cool and we just drank beers we sat at the bar and we were the odd ones out we were the oldest ones in there by 20 years and uh we had a great time what was the name of that place i'm a maze or i'm a yeah i'm a it was like the name of the the chef or something right yeah, yeah, some famous person from New Orleans, right off of uh, right, just right off the side street of Milwaukee, and uh, yeah, it was it was you you're right, it was definitely. I looked at the menu, I'm like, oh yeah, this is definitely a little foo foo for us, but yeah, it was a, it was a very hipster place, but it was good to it was sometimes it's good to feel kind of out of place at a place like that. That's me being insufferable again, but um, it was I kind of enjoyed it. We sat in there and had a had two or three right. You were drinking old style. Well, me and Tom were, uh, me and Scott were being a bit more adventurous, and it was yeah. uh, oh, it was no, good. And I, we also had the Coors Banquet hand grenades. Yeah, we did. That's right. Yes, we did. We did. I was drinking. I was. Yeah, I'm not. I kind of uh, goes in trends, obviously, but I'm kind of off the craft beer at the moment. I'm just not uh, craft not really beer or craft beer. Craft beer. I oh, never say craft beer. Yeah. No, I, I thought that's what you said. Last night I had three Bud Lights, Neil. <laughs> That's you. Is it true? You will drink whatever's put in front of you. Well, it's funny. I finished. I told the tale of helping my daughter move out of her apartment and just taking home literally like five cases of beer and and uh, like seltzer and all kinds of stuff. And that was the last three. I finished the last three cans of Bud Light last night. So gotcha. Now all I have left is all those cans to bring back in my deposit. Yes, that's the thing Michigan does, right? You can deposit your yeah. deposit your cans. It's it's pretty cool. No, I brought back a that. big bag. I got like fifteen bucks worth of. Wow. So anyway, so after we got out of there, I wasn't going to go to that MXPX Teenage Bottle Rocket House. A three gigs and three nights. That's that's it. That's it. That's a hike for me. But also, I hate House of Blues with a passion, and that would mean I'd have had Ugh. to drive down there and that neighborhood down there. If you if you think you saw road rage driving down Milwaukee, <sighs> if I had to drive around House of Blues, I might have fucking killed. Somebody, well, there's so, so much pedestrians. You know, yeah. like the, you stay in the slum, the slum areas. There's not that many pedestrians. So I went home. 
and you guys, well, you you pick up the story because then you guys went down to uh, went down well, it's funny. Like I said, we stayed, you know, we stayed at this place. that was called the I don't know, it was the Chicago. Chicago. You said it was called the right? Chicago yeah. Signature Chicago or something. Like that. But it was so nice. I mean, I, I walked into our room like, dude, this is wasted on you. I should have brought my wife to this thing, you know. It, <laughs> it had like a giant bathroom. I mean, it was the room was tiny, but it was it was very nice. Um. And we go to the House Blues. So, okay, the tickets in advance, you know, I'm going to bitch about the House Blues a little bit, too. Tickets in advance, thirty two fifty. Guess how much at the door? Well, they should have been cheap because there was no fees, right? Well, thirty two fifty plus fees, I'm saying. If you order them online, so they I say they're thirty two fifty. So probably I would imagine like... at the door, then, $35, but no fees. That's what I would think, right? Yeah. That's what I was thinking. 35 ish Usually, it's a couple dollars more. Yeah. Maybe even $5 more. Right. Price at the door. At this point, we were committed because I was really disgusted by this. $45. Oh, fuck off, House of Blues. Jesus fucking Christ. 45 cash. But at this point, we're standing in line. It's like we already yeah. had to go through a line to get in line to get the tickets. And it's fucking cold outside. Yeah, it's cold outside. So we're like, okay, you know what? Fine. Because either that or we're just going to go drink somewhere else anyway. We're going to blow the money one way or the other. Right. So we buy the tickets, and then you have to go wait in line to get patted down. And then you have to go wait in line for the coat check. I mean, dude, this place, it's, it's literally, there's a line to get in line. Right. And full metal detector. And and the venue itself, yeah, it's 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 interesting looking venue because they try to make it look like an old opera house or something. Right. But it's it's clearly fake. And everything, everything in there is fake, yeah. And it's like the sight lines aren't that great, and the traffic flow through there, I swear, is terrible. So you went in the you went on the main floor area. We like were there's like the main floor and then there's like a row behind like with the rail. We stood kind of that area. Oh, did they oh. allow you? Did the layout allow you to stand there? Sometimes yeah. they move you on from there. The place was packed, dude. I was I I it was hard staying out of people's way. That is see that again. That is crazy to me that MXPX. Uh, I I I must have missed, I must much, have missed that boat, man. Much Just, younger crowd, definitely more the. You know, not the spiky crowd. There right. wasn't anybody with Liberty Spikes or Mohawk or anything. Maybe maybe a couple people. But, uh, yeah, it was packed. And uh, TBR came on about quarter after eight. So I guess There's... the witches I guess the witches must have dropped yeah. their uh, their thing at TBR. Huh? They well, must the have decided is, that wasn't. There was just the two bands. Yeah. So uh, TBR came on just a little after eight. And they were great fun. And it's funny because Ray at one point – Said, oh, you know, it's so cool to be playing here. You know, we got our own sound made with this and stuff, and the sound wasn't that good. Huh? Because because when MXPX came out, the sound was so much better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. Um, but they were they were fun. You know, it, it's always TBR. TBR is always fun live. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The only I've, the only time they weren't fun live is when I saw them at Chop Shop, and they played way too long. You do not want to see Teenage Bottle Rocket play for an hour and a half. Well, it's funny. <laughs> this was probably the longest set you ever heard from it, or that I've ever heard from it was. Well, no, I probably seen them play an hour, maybe when they headline. They did uh, forty-five to fifty minutes, hmm. okay. which is a long set for them. They're definitely more like a half-hour bang it out kind of band. Yeah, but you know, it was kind of cool to see them on the big stage with more production value and stuff like that. It was, it was. Uh... Did they have the bear come out with the why the big pause? No, no, they didn't I don't do that. Think oh, so. Wow. Okay, the guy dressed in a bear suit. Unless I was too disinterested and missed it. Unless you were at the bar, <laughs> disinterested at the back. <laughs> Um, I'm trying to think. We got drinks before they start. I don't think we got drinks during their set. So how much? So tell me this then. Riddle me this. How much were the beers at House of Blues? So, dude, outrageous. But so the beers are 24 ounce. Oh, so the big ones at least. Okay, they're 13 bucks. Oh, that's not that's not too bad. What, well, what, what kind of yeah, beer was it? 
uh, we were drinking like Miller Lite, whatever, something Something cheap. generic, okay. Yeah. Well, that's not too bad, though. Well, yeah, when you consider it's two cans worth. And in that area, it's not unusual to pay $6 for a can of beer. Right, right, right. Just a regular domestic beer, which we know because we went to dinner afterwards. And our beers, our 12-ounce beers were, I think, 6 bucks a piece. And that was just like a bar restaurant kind of situation. Dinner at 11 o'clock. That's, I was a little worried about that. You know, in, in Grand Rapids, you're going to have a hard time finding a kitchen open at, like, after 11. Right. You could, always, you could always eat at the House of Blues restaurants and drop, like, 100 bucks. Yeah. You know what? I would like just, like, a nice Chicago pizza-style pizza or something. But I don't yeah, know, like so. fucking Chicago-style hot dog or something. Yeah. But, so, yeah, TBR was great. But the sound was – I didn't think the sound was amazing. And then uh, MXPX came out. And the sound was so good. The singer for MXPX is like the main guy, singer, bass player. Now, were they a three-piece or four-piece? They're four now. Okay. They fluctuated throughout the years. But he came out and sang a Teenage Bottle Rocket song. It was uh, Without You. Okay. And then, uh, but they came out and they were, this is very poppy punk. You know, don't get me wrong. This is certainly not, you know, nobody's going to ever confuse them with the exploited. (laughs) But, uh they were very good, man. They're very playful. The singer was very entertaining between songs. They sounded great. I probably knew mm, six or seven songs, maybe. Okay. So you have uh, CDs by them before? I, I have a bunch of their CDs. A lot of them I bought like during the like crush where you could just buy CDs for like a buck. And a few of them I had bought. A couple of them I bought as a new release. I'm just just got to the M's of my discogs, you know. I think I maybe have five of them or something. I don't know. Hmm. Um, but but it was a really good show, man. It was. I think you would enjoyed it too. It was like I said. It was not. It was. There was no like punk pretense to it, like the night before. It was just like you know pop punk bands doing their thing. Did they have a any kind of mosh pit or anything going on? Uh, circle circle pit. I don't. I mean, yeah, there was definitely some dancing up front. I don't know about. I don't know about mosh pit. Maybe. Holy shit. You know, at the House of Blues, it's un- unlike the Des Plaines Theater. There's like a five plus foot barricade between the right between the crowd and the stage. No, the House of Blues. I'm sorry. I mean, someone told us that they're really good, venue, that they're dude. really good to their they're really good to the bands. I hope so because for the fans that go to that venue, it's fucking horrible. It's a horrible experience. Yeah. There's so much security. There are so many rules. It's so expensive. It's just a horrible experience for the punters there. It's just I, fucking I, horrible. I did make the joke about how it was literally like checking yourself into a gulag to go yeah. there. No shit. Um, but like I said, once we got in there, it was kind of like ah, oh, we're the, we've come this far. Let's just let's just do it. So, so just anyway, looking, it, just looking was, quickly at the MXPX uh, thing on Discogs, they have nineteen albums. Nineteen. Yeah, no, they've, they've been productive. They've been around for thirty years. Um, in the meantime, Social Distortion, what seven albums? I mean, <laughs> seven studio albums. I know, you know, I know, I know all the Social Distortion songs. I know like seven MXPX songs. Yeah, there so. you go. Yeah, for sure. But they, they, like I said, it just sounded good. It was good, good at you know, good spirits and. So you weren't disinterested at this one then? I mean, you know, intermittently, but no, for the most part, I really. <laughs> were, you I really spoiled, were you were you more interested in your punk rock, uh, punk till I die sweatshirt than you were? Yeah, exactly. the... <laughs> I didn't know that in itself was. I don't know. I mean, I guess it's a little suicidal tendencies ish to wear your own wear your own merch, but you know, we don't we don't have a we don't have a marketing budget. We don't have an advertising budget. I don't. Yeah, don't. Yeah, again, I, I am a big, you don't have to apologize. To I'm a big man people. in the middle of a crowd with a noticeable logo. Yeah. 
It's the same all three of us didn't wear. I wore mine. And it, I, actually, Alan should have worn his too. That would have been cool if all of us had had the fucking like fly dice sweatshirts. Looks like a gang or something. Yeah, damn straight. Yeah. Like a motorcycle gang. Yeah. <laughs> Wearing sweatshirts. So yeah, it was great to see Alan. It was great to see Jason. It was great to yep. see the two Jasons, actually. Jason Baygood as well. It was good to see him too. Yep, yep. Yeah. Always, so. always, always, good to, always good to hang out, man. So I, did, you, I, did you run into anyone at MXPX? Because I think the Capcom Heroes guys were I there. I did not, I but it was so crowded. You know, we oh, never yeah. really left our little quadrant. Yeah, the CGH guys, They might maybe they even had a box uh you know or something because they're you know in the scene or whatever they are yeah they're minor minor pop punk celebrities minor celebrities so yeah it's a sh- actually it's a shame they would they been, probably they would have they probably had teenage bottle rocker probably slept at their house dude it would have ki- no i think they stayed with bill up at siren it would have they would have killed on that bill yeah i know imagine absolutely. how good that would have been for those guys if they could yeah have they could have fit bill. all their band up there too with a big stage <laughs> yeah i mean so you had the 15 guitarists i'm joking guys but um <laughs> <laughs> but not really. But actually, Bill, Bill actually had his photo taken with those guys backstage with TBR. Oh, so cool. maybe they did stay with him. That's quite possible. Maybe we need to start cashing in some of our punk points and say, hey, man, why don't you give us a backstage or, I don't know, yeah. guest list? Yeah, again, I fucking... I $45 BS, man. I despise the House of Blues. I just, I just can't do it. I just cannot do it. It would have to be fucking i don't know if morrissey played there that might be the only chance that i would ever get of going well it's funny i've seen two shows there and the mxpx show was good and the one other one was amazing dude that damned x show was great yeah but just it's not it's not the music the music is the music right it's the everything else about that fucking yeah venue. no i it's agree everything else about it so anyway so after the show you guys went drinking again right soon we went to Mother Hubbard's for dinner, which the music was way too loud again. Hmm. Had a pretty decent burger, drank a couple beers, and then we found this great, great little hole in the wall. What did I say? It was called Cassio's or Yeah, something Italian, yeah. Oh, it was so great. It was it was just it was a local bar, cash only. Oh, cash only. Well, People, so, it was it was the drinking a shot crowd. It was not the downtown crowd, but it was the drinking a shot crowd, and it was uh People were buying us drinks. It was really, really good and really fun. Um, yeah, so, I mean, that that's interesting because that... Rossi's, Rossi's. Rossi's, okay. Because that neighborhood, it is very uh, clubs and uh, oh, yeah, lots yeah. of tourists, and it's not it's not that drink-and-a-shot kind of Dude, crowd at Google, all. So. I got I to gotta say, Google is evil, but if you need a dive bar near me, you can Google it and it'll tell you. What do you mean near you? What do you mean? Like, you know. Like you has your locator on? Is it oh yeah, yeah, gotcha. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. One tenth of a mile. Sign me up. Yep. Yeah. No, so, I no, get that, that was... completely. Yeah. And we went till about two again, and then we uh, we tapped out. We, you know, the thing I, I mentioned on the way there, we Michigan's been having this real like blizzard like conditions. Yeah, you drove so, back into a snowstorm, right? So yeah, we had to drive back into it too, and 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 so once again, we just had no idea how long it was going to take us, but we mostly missed it on the way back too. We drive through maybe a. 10 mile patch where it was pretty rough but then the sky would clear up and the roads would clear up and we'd haul ass again and it was uh it was not not too bad at all man it was so we were much, sort of dreading it but it turned out okay how much snow did he go back to um i don't know maybe a foot or something but Oof. it was mostly cleaned up okay well, that's good so how was it today because it's today warmed the, up here it's warmed the sun up. came the sun came out and melted uh, a lot of it away yeah, because it's in the it's in the it was in the low forties today, and it's supposed to get into the fifties by Wednesday. So, oh, it's amazing. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I don't need snow for Thanksgiving. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, well, that's good. It's going to be gone away. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, that was the weekend. Yeah, uh, that was it. Yeah, that was uh, that was it. So you bought three albums. I bought two albums. It was uh, it was a, it was, a, it was an, fun, I, I it was fun an, seeing you guys. It I bought is. an MXPX beanie. Oh, you pants. did. 
Yes. You weenie. Dude, they were ten bucks. <laughs> I I I wore my punk light eye sweatshirt. I did not bring a proper coat. It was so freaking cold. Yeah, it was. Yeah. I uh, that was that was a mistake. I, I I admit it. I admit it. Yeah, it was cold. Yeah, because I the was only fucking, time I was, I was warm was when I was sitting in my chair sleeping while Black Flag was playing. That was the only time I was warm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's when you were completely disinterested. <laughs> That was just so warm. I was snug as a bug in a sweat in a hoodie rug, Neil. Yeah, meanwhile, I was in the hoodie, but I also had on a denim jacket and a combat flight over that yeah. one. So I was very warm. It was, uh, but, it was you know, lovely. I was, like I was saying, you know, people your age have trouble circulating, you know? <laughs> we do. I was home by 10 o'clock drinking tea. It was fantastic. <laughs> yeah, it was, It was. Uh, you know, it was, no, it was good. It was a fun weekend. Uh, you know, the fact that is, we're probably not, I'm, I'm, I'm sure we're not going to get back this year. Um, so it was kind of a last hurrah for the year and, and I have a couple local shows I'm going to go to. And then I see in March, uh, at our big venue here, our house of blues type venue, even though it's much better laid out, uh, the, uh, the fake Irish are coming, you know, both flogging Molly and dropping movies are coming in March. So on the same bill, <laughs> no, the fans but, can fight uh, each other. any flags open for flogging Molly. So I, I will probably go to both unless something weird happens just because. Yeah. But we'll see. All right. I might actually, you know, I, I mean, it, it sounds weird, but I might actually come out to you guys because someone told me, uh, hey, Anna, um, someone told me that there's a decent train service yep. between Chicago and Grand Rapids. So there instead is. of driving, I might actually decide to take the train and come you and see you, you, you guys. You could do it leisurely. You wouldn't have to scream at anybody. Exactly. Except, apart, well, I'd have to drive downtown to get to the train. to get to the, Well, no, actually, I could get the Metro from Evanston to Chicago or and then change trains. Yeah. yeah, I could fucking, I could do that. So actually, I'm actually thinking of doing that. Dude, I'll tell you what, I'm going to keep my eyes open for a show here locally and uh, maybe... You know, maybe you can use that as your weekend or whatever, or yeah. whatever you want to do. Yeah, and if there's some, if there's some clear, you know, if we if we get on and it looks, you tell me that there's some clear looking weather coming up for three or four, three or four days. You know, maybe I'll do that because I really haven't gotten away. Didn't go away this year at all, really. So, yeah. um, punk rock bowling next year and maybe rebellion next year. So I'm saving money for those. So well, you know, you know coming come to see me is pretty cheap. So no, it is. It it is. Yeah, we know all the dive bars, right? Um, yeah, that's all we got, Neil. Yep. That's all we got. Yeah, all we got. So, okay, so um, we I think we got, you got one more song. I got one more I, song. Oh, you got another song still? Yeah, too? I do. So I'm going to play. All right, pl- well, uh, who, 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 who do you want to do? You, you want to go or you want me to go? Um, You do yours first because yours okay. kind of, well, yeah. Well, mine kind of dovetails with what I think we're going to probably talk about last. And we already mentioned them. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dedicate this song to our friends in Total Chaos. This is the exploited, and this is from the album I just bought, the Horror Epics album. This is the second song on the album. One of my very favorite exploited songs of all time. It's Don't Forget the Chaos. Let's go. 
All right. Pride of Scotland there, the exploited with Don't Forget the Chaos. and uh, Not to be confused with Wales if you suck at geography like I do. Well, there's, so, there's very few bands that came out of Wales. That's why that uh, Manic Street Preachers thing was kind of unusual because, I mean, I'm sure there are Welsh punk bands. I just don't know any, but there's no famous ones, right? So, mm. um, yeah, I mean, it's a small country, man. Wales has only got like 3 million people. Huh. So they were actually in the World Cup today, played USA in the World Cup today. I saw that to a draw. Yeah, it was a. I, 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 I actually, at work, even though I was back at work for the first time since last week, I actually went in and commandeered the room with the big TV. And uh, I watched England beat Iran 6 2. And I watched, uh, yeah, the USA draw with White. Wow, 6 one. to 2 by soccer standards. That's like a yeah. route, huh? Yeah, two field goals. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, they should have, it should have been more. It should have been like eight. It should have been 8 to 1, is what the final should have been. But uh, England took pity on them. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that was a that was a good day, huh. and uh, yeah. So what what else did you want to talk about? Are you going to bring well, up punk rock bowling? That 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 was just announced, right? The lineups. So it leaked, right? It yeah. leaked out ahead of time, and so I was a little slow to believe it. It looks the lineup looks so familiar, like it could have been from like five years ago. Yeah, no, right? Yeah, hundred percent. Well, and the the thing is, it's a very good lineup. But I think the middle part is way better than the headliners. Oh, it's a very and, typical lineup in it. Well, don't get me wrong. I mean, okay, so the headliners are Dropkick Murphys, Rancid, and Bad Religion. Yes. Those are your basic white guy punk bands. I have a ton of records by all of them, so don't even don't even go there with me. I, I like all those bands. Right. Social D, but, it, it could have only been different if Social D was headlining, right? Coxbar. Yeah, Coxbar and Social D, yeah. Well, but it, but anyway, it's but the middle of the lineup has got some great, great stuff. It does. Cockney Rejects? Yep. There's at least a handful of bands that I've never seen. Yeah, The Exploited. Uh, the Yeah, The Exploited I've never seen. Have you seen The Exploited? No, never. Never seen The Exploited. The big one for me is Atlanta's Antiheroes, who I've never seen. I should have. They were still playing in the mid-90s. I just never had a chance to see them. I love The Antiheroes. I played their songs a bunch. Um, I'd love to see them. There's, I don't even remember off the top of my head. but Was the Antinoa League on the bill? What's that? Was the anti nowhere league on the bill? Do I remember seeing like that? They were. Oh, sloppy seconds on the bill. Sloppy seconds on the bill. Yeah, Susie Moon's on the bill. Susie Moon. I feel like this year is at least as good as last year. But I, I the headliners were more exciting to me last year. Yeah, there's no one. There's no one as big as Devo on the Devo on the and the Circle Jerks. Yeah, especially. I mean, I love Descendants, and but they'll be the headliner next year. You know, they're just one of those. There's like ten bands that can rotate in and out of that position. So it could be worse. We could have got like the offspring. You oh, know? suicidal tendencies, the damned. Yeah, yeah, the da- yeah. It's just uh, it's GBH. Really yeah, GBH. I've never seen them. Agnostic so, yeah, the Front. Middle the, the middle of the bill is great. Yeah, uh, yeah. Channel Three. Yeah, Channel Three. Yeah, yeah. Just, just lots of good stuff. Noise. Yeah, noise from Tacoma or wherever they're from now. Yeah, like yeah. I've never seen them either. Venomous Pink, so I they put out an album this year that I really liked. Yeah, it's yeah. it's it, it the, yeah the middle bottom line of the bill is actually very very good. The, I, the Venomous Pink album is growing on me. Also, it it I've listened I listened to it a couple times on Spotify when it came out, and it'll randomly throw up a song sometimes, like when I'm, the album I'm listening to runs out, yeah. and I've it's really grown on me. There's a couple of bangers on there, yeah, for sure. Um, so this is a pretty good bill. So as of right now, I am planning to go to punk rock bowling. I don't know who else is going to go with me. I don't know if Lydia will go. I don't know. I might be there by myself. I will. We shall see. But uh, but yeah, TSOL is on the bill too. Yeah, TSOL. So I, if, if we're being honest, for me personally, I'm not doing. I can't do rebellion and punk rock bowling. 
even though the cost for Rebellion overall would be a lot more than Hardware Rolling, probably oh, at, least sure. double, yeah, yeah. at least double, because I'd want to do a little more vacationing around it. But I think Hardware Rolling, here's the thing. I'm turning 50 in the middle of May. Mm-hmm. And this, I think if I sold this to my wife as this is my 50th, well, birthday hurrah well, I don't she, had, she had a great time last year because she just no, hung no, out with her buddy at the pool did, right? here's, yeah. the, here's the real problem Neil these are non-punk rock problems these are first first world problems is that a lot of our vacation has been devoted lately to me going to see bands hmm. so I do feel like I'm taking a little advantage of the situation but yeah she loves going to Las Vegas we love going to Austin or wherever you know we just yeah. went to Austin to see Slab Seconds we uh I mean it's not like you went to Logansport or something though you know what I mean I mean this is yeah. I mean this is well, Vegas so too. she can do her own thing if she wants we did that too yeah 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 oh, you're saying there's no great luxury pools in Logansport <laughs> do, do you think Scott will go or not I think if we go he'll go yeah okay think, cool cool cool, cool. Go, yeah, yeah. yeah that'll be good um we'll bring our wives um I have to you know we're, we're kind of once again this is such a first world thing right but we're sort of want to go tentatively look at some second homes down south. Whoa. Um, you heard I, it here first, I folks. Make time for that, too. Tom, not disinterested in moving down south. <laughs> I won before we retire. Was that insufferable of me to say? I don't know. I don't know. So I have to, that's what I have to accommodate my way for that. Funnily enough, my buddy, my, my buddy Mark is now living in uh, Mark Frankel. He's uh, now living in, uh, fuck, North Carolina somewhere. Did, did you say North Carolina or South Carolina? Because we're tentatively looking at South Carolina. North Car- the, he's, in, he's, in, he's in North Carolina, I believe. He moved because he got a new job. But we'll see. We'll see, man. Yeah. All right. Well, I looked at the flights to Vegas. I looked at the flights to Vegas, and they were pretty brutal. So I, I don't know. that's a long way away, though, man. You can't you can't look at you can't look at flights seven months out. Yeah, I, I suppose. I suppose. Yeah. But it's just it's hard to justify the crazy money sometimes nah that won't be i mean that's a, ho- you know, that's a holiday in vegas is what it is with some bands yeah, you're right, that's you're what right. it is and I, I really think it will happen and i you know we have so many west coast people you know like our buddy richie from Garage oh yeah Records. it's good to, it's good these, it's good to hang out with some of those folks yeah we have these west coast people that we might meet one time in our lifetime you know and it would be nice to get together with these guys and have a beer or yeah. whatever so and we'll stay at that anyway we'll stay at that same am, hotel with I the am, pool party so as soon as i saw the lineup i've sort of started to Look into it a little bit. So I think there's a, I think it's a real realistic chance that we end up down there. Cool. Up over there, over there. Well, this will be the last chance you get to see some of these bands. I can guarantee it because the Cockney Rejects are retiring in 2023 yeah. as the last year. Oh, are they? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I, I would say you're probably right, Neil. Except for I remember thinking that literally 25 years ago. It's the last chance I'll get to see some of these bands, and they're still freaking kicking around. Yeah, that was Def Leppard, though, so it doesn't count. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're still at the top of their game. <laughs> the trouble with the one R. Yeah. <laughs> I prefer his two-arm output. <laughs> anyway. Dude, did you ever see that meme? Which one? We got to wrap one? this up. I'm Which, so one? Happy. Which one? But there's a meme that, that said, it's not fair that Def Leppard's or Def Leppard's really has one arm and Motley Cruz has three. <laughs> okay. I expected it to be more mean-spirited than that. <laughs> well, you get the reference at least. I do. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Yes, don't, I do. don't cross yes. Tommy Lee when he's got blood below the waist. All right. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, he's aged very well, though. He still looks exactly the same as he did fucking 30 years ago. I don't know about that, dude. He's, he could, I don't think it's good, clean living. All right. Well, I'm going to play my last song. We'll play out with it. Um, I'm going to play out with uh, actually an album. You, were, you played out with Exploited because you bought that at Bucket of Blood. I'm yep. going to play out with a Channel 3 song. 
because uh, I bought that a bucket of blood too. So this is uh, I'm gonna play out with channel three with you make me feel cheap, which it's a little disturbing in some ways, but mm. but there we go. If you've never heard the song, yeah, you tell me I'm cheap. So yes, yes, you are. But yeah, this this wasn't really dedicated to you though. Exactly. Anyway, yeah. yes, thanks for listening, everybody. We enjoyed telling you about our little adventure. Yes, it was uh, it was one we will never forget, and I don't think we will ever be at the Des Plaines Theater ever again. So, but you know what I've learned, Neil, is never say never. Never say never. Never you know. say never. Yes. <laughs> so yeah. Anyway, yeah. Talk to you all next time. Thank you for listening as always, and uh, yeah, we will uh, we will smell you later and stay free, everybody. See you later. Yep. Bye bye. Hope you enjoyed it. Remember, keep a little mark in your heart, and we'll be back the same mark time, same mark channel. That's it, man. Game over, man. It's game over. Ah, ever get the feeling you've been cheated? Good night. What a fucking rotter. What a load of old shit. Thank you, fuck you, bye, boom.